All right, welcome to Now This Is Podcasting. I'm your host, Connor. I have my co-host, Jaden. And our producer, McKinnon. What's up? And former guest, Calvin. It's good to be back. And we have a we have a pretty pretty awesome movie to talk about. I think uh, it's it's a little exciting, a little something we don't usually do. I think we usually pick a movie that's been out for a while, maybe a little more obscure. But we we literally just got back from the theater. Uh, we just saw Black Widow. Woo! And uh, yeah, we're I'm excited to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Me too. And uh, so yeah, this is going to be just kind of our kind of general impression first, and then we'll get into spoilers later. Uh, so that'll be marked. We'll have like a time code, and we'll 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 give you plenty of notice. If you're listening, you know, we're not just going to, like, stumble into spoilers. We don't want to do that if you kind of just want a basic review. But then we'll, we'll dive deeper later on, I think. Yeah. I don't know what we could possibly spoil, honestly. Oh I'll punch God. you Here in the neck, Calvin. Here we All go right. with the hot takes right off the bat. So this is directed by Kate Shortland. And I was, like, looking up what she had done before this. She had done, like, four episodes of that show, Smilf. I don't know if anyone's heard of that. I'm I glad you said it like that show because yeah, that's no about idea. <laughs> I think it's a, if you would just said Schmilf, I'd be like, that's a weird porno. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's um, I think it's like a Showtime. It I think it's like a Showtime show, so it doesn't surprise me. Oh, it, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure it's like a premium channel softcore. Uh, and then Boo. she did something called Berlin Syndrome, and another movie called Lore, all of which I've never heard of. So this is like her big. Her big thing, her big and break, which is dude. which is kind of cool because I think you know there's a big push to get more female directors out there, which is is good. So it's yeah, it's good weird that she got handed the keys to this. Right, I'm just saying this like a, I mean, I think I think Scarlett Johansson and Black Widow have become much. She that character has become a much more popular, and so this movie was going to be successful now. But I mean, like ten years ago when she's like just like a tiny role in like Iron Man two. If you told me she was going to have her own movie, I'd probably be like, eh, maybe don't do that. <laughs> she just like wasn't that popular, but she's yeah. like a huge character now. So I think it's kind of cool that they decided to – I don't typically love like prequels like going back because it's like, well, if you didn't have a good enough story to tell while she was – I mean, spoiler, she dies in like a, two movies ago or a movie ago. But they kind of do a little prequel. They like roll back on this one. So I just think you should do it like – while they're still alive, if you had a story to tell, they should have just kept her around. But I think this kind of worked as a prequel. Yeah. So, so are we getting into spoilers now? Because you're like spoiling the whole MCU. <laughs> okay, if you haven't seen Endgame, then like I can't help you. You shouldn't be listening <laughs> yeah. to a review of Black Widow if you haven't seen Endgame. So. <laughs> and if you're not on, you know, episode seven of Loki, you know. Uh, it's on episode yourself. five right now. Yeah, so. uh, so. yeah I'm sorry. As I'm recording, yeah. So clearly, so, I not not something I'm watching. Really good, dude. So for people who don't know, you know, uh, so. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's character, uh, Natasha, she's a uh, Romanov, she's Russian. And so to, to kind of start this podcast off right, we're all going to do a, a quick shot of vodka. And I just, McKinnon is not good at shots. And Calvin, I don't think he's particularly good at shots. So I'm excited to I'm record. Not good with this I have a stuff, weird dude. like thing where I just shake like uh-huh. involuntary. It'll look like a seizure, but yeah. I'm okay. Oh my I'm excited to record our reaction. Ah, ah, you ah, got it. Ah, we did it. We did it. For Mother Russia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys got the shakes, all right. Oh, God. Let's that's, go. That's oh yeah. God, that's so just how, that's how I always. And now we're ready to start. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nasty dude. All right, so let's just get a uh, general thoughts. Uh, Jaden, you're a big Marvel guy. What'd you think of this one? Uh, ten out of ten. Easy ten out of ten. All right. Easy, easy. Uh, best solo Marvel Marvel movie to come out since Ragnarok. Easily, um, clearly, clearly the best Marvel movie to come out in two years. Isn't it? The, it's the only it's one. It's only come one. Out two yeah. Years. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, um, I actually think it was done very, very well. Um, the humor in it was outstanding, which is a Marvel trademark. So yeah. I thought they did a good job. All right, Calvin, you are not a Marvel guy. What did you think of this? Oh man. It's, it's really funny that you mentioned, um, 
Ragnarok as being the the previous best Marvel movie cuz while you were in the bathroom we were I was just literally saying like <laughs> Wait, don't you need to call out that he was on the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I was taking <laughs> a shit. That's okay. Why is that important? <laughs> it's all right. I was pooping. Cuz he was not in the room. <laughs> I was pooping in another room. Yeah. With a toilet. Anyways, we were just talking about how Thor Ragnarok was the worst Thor movie. That's fucking retarded. Yeah, no. It's it's pretty Man. bad. It's very... That's crazy. It is by far the best Thor movie and easily top three or five Marvel solo movies. It's, I think it's Dark World the, is better. It's one of the Dark most... World is the worst Marvel movie to come out. It's it, The thing is, like is it's a Eric real... Like the Eric Bana Thor a Hulk movie? Better than that garbage pile of shit. Yeah, but it's a complete narrative. Like... Ragnarok is like I just don't think you have good taste in movies. Man. I I, I actually like, kind of agree with Calvin because uh, I think I think I know you don't like I Ragnarok. I think the Dark World gets better now that all this stuff is coming out. So it makes like Loki it does a much get more better. important character. It does, yeah. And it makes like uh well, the, like the, the 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 after like all the Infinity Stones, it makes like the Ether yeah, more since, important. Like since there's, there's so game, much stuff since yeah. Endgame. Like I've rewatched it, and it is not as bad as necessarily as I thought. Yeah. But it is. I mean, it is not good, dude. It's yeah. a, not I, I a good movie. I don't. I don't dislike uh, um. The, the third Ragnarok. Yeah. I, just, I just remember running. when it's it first funky. came out. You just had a little bit of issue that you felt like leaned a bit, leaned a little bit too much into the comedy aspect. It, it was got it's a little too goofy. Di- it's completely but different than the other two. That's why yeah. I think that the first two fucking sucked, and then the third one like hit it a home run. Well, and the th- the problem I really have with Ragnarok is it's within its own film. It's so many different tones. It's yeah. it's it's buddy it's buddy uh um buddy cop adventure thing. Yeah. It's it's uh it's got it's got moral. a lot of lot of aspects. Yeah, the but they don't meld. They're they're given like their own space at different times, and n- it's not cohesive. I've I think it's uh, sorry, sorry, I've kind of thought the stuff that has to do with Hela and the stuff that takes place on Asgard feels like a different movie. They just like mashed into yeah, it. Yeah, almost. I agree with you on that. I, I, I don't it's like not, Hela. It's She's not the best. It's not Hela. a perfect movie. Right, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Not, none. No Marvel movie is perfect. There's always holes in them. There's so, so thank comic you, book thank movies. you for listening to our, so uh, our, our review of Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you for listening to Now This Is Podcasting. I'm your host Connor. I have my co-host Jade. Uh, lately, I've been Spoiled. watching uh, this this <laughs> documentary with <laughs> T Pain. But back to Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. So and Black Widow is you know I started taking notes and then I realized I couldn't see my notebook anyway. So it didn't yeah, you matter. You should take notes at the movie theater or something. But I mean, we did it anyway. Yeah, like, you guys are awful. Allegedly, but just enjoy um, the film. I did enjoy the film and kind of Whoa. I enjoyed it for a Marvel movie and I stopped taking notes because like yeah this is this is the same movie that I've seen 30 times. Yeah, it's not it's the same it's a, it's another commercial for more movies. Buddy. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's 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 a commercial for the other movies. Dude, that's, that's what I find like so so irritating about all of it is oh, it's kind of saying capitalism is king, buddy. It's it's and that's what's so what's so so much garbage about it. It's like it's so I didn't so that's and that's my first take. I didn't think it we'll was get, a I go deeper. I didn't think it was a uh, well. Well, so if Calvin's done with it, so you already did. What are your general thoughts well, on it? That's gonna, what I want to know, McKenna. I, I was just gonna tack on to that. I didn't I didn't think that this was like a an advertisement. For Not the as MCU. much as other ones. I thought it was like a consolidated experience. Was how I viewed it. Ooh, nice. Because I mean, it didn't really touch on other things. Nice. There were some mentions of like Captain America, but like well, that I was, mean, in the really obviously post-credits scenes. Don't ever leave a Marvel movie before it's done. It's always so weird when I see don't people ever get up, leave, like Don't ever leave a movie without seeing all of the credits. Yeah, give those people the freaking respect they deserve. They worked hard on those movies. You read their funky-ass names on the 
Yeah, credit, at least right? make a game out of if you like want to see like the third intern grip and yeah. best. There was boy. a dude. I, I always try to find best boy. Dude, That's the yeah. one I always try. To so find. there was a guy named Zoltan who worked on this movie. Dude, where's my car? Zoltan. Yeah, and you wouldn't know that if you yeah. didn't pay attention I to all these wonderful that. people yeah. working on all. And of they these worked great hard, films. dude. And they all did their job and. It this is the credit they get. Like literally, this is the only the only credit they get from it. So yeah, it and that's why I clap every time I leave a gas station to let those people know that I. Enjoy You're their a service. fucking terrible person for doing that. No, I enjoy. I'm just saying, like, I enjoy, you know, what they do. Yeah, I'm they sure they really enjoy you clapping when they leave. Like, get yeah. this fucking dude out of my I, store. I haven't had like a positive reception to it yet. Yeah, because it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I always appreciate in the credits when they get to like the VFX artists that are working on it and it's like it's a wall of text for like two minutes it's it's crazy to me like because mm. that's the only way that you get any of these movies done to the level that they are is like it's uh, so many people working hours and hours well, I mean, and like yeah just so much computing power to like render all these scenes and because that's just how movies are now it's like you don't have big like tentpole films anymore that I mean, aren't like yeah, so oh, okay. especially marvel movies they, like 95 percent yeah done it's in like, front of a green screen yeah it's just yeah. like you can't see these movies without a, a thousand vfx shots i mean it, the, the whole movie is has some vfx shot in it like there's not every you won't find a scene where it's just like straight film you know eh, maybe 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 in the beginning of this one but <laughs> maybe but not like any important like but i do part, appreciate that part of it's like like maybe five percent of the movie is not yeah. done like that like the, the credits you get to the it's like the effects department it's just like whoa there's so many people yeah, you kind of forget like what Americans section. Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of forget like what section like these people are still in. Like, right? Like, well, I wonder what any of these people did. Right. I missed the header. So, anyways, my brief uh, review of the movie. Uh, consolidated experience. Consolidated experience. Yeah. I I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Florence Pugh, Pugh is how you yeah. say her name. Florence Pugh. I she's got a machine. I thought she did a really really great job. I enjoyed all. of I thought she just, like stole the whole. Yeah, movie. I think so too. I think she's I totally agree. Absolutely, so charismatic, like so funny in it. She is, yeah, which great. is which is interesting to me because when when she's first on the screen with Scarlett Johansson, it's like very serious, and then like the next scene, she's like cracking jokes and stuff. And I was like, this is this is really. Funny. She was really funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, there was a lot of like I thought chemistry between uh, like uh, like everyone in the movie, like the kind of main cast. I thought yeah. there was a lot of chemistry well, yeah, the four them. the four main the four main actors actresses. Well, remember Rachel Rachel Wise Rachel Wise yeah. from the Mummy. She's very and the Fountain. <laughs> I don't care about she that. Was actually, she was she was a was fucking actually, dime piece in the Mummy movies. Yeah, right? she was actually married to Darren Aronofsky. Uh, no way. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. In my mind, she was married to Brendan Fraser. So, <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty sad that's, existence. That's <laughs> she divorced him before he went to shit. All right, that's what happens. <laughs> Anyways, that's the timeline she, I want to live in. <laughs> she was like barely in the movie. I, from the trailers, I thought she was going to be a bigger. part. I thought she was going to be a way bigger part. So too. I was surprised that she was. She still did great. Yeah. I mean, in the, I thought so too. Yeah. yeah, great Russian accent. I bought it. Yeah, the worst oh, Russian no. accent was by far David Harbour. Yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> the worst. The, yeah. Okay. I would I say so. No, hers I was. I thought hers was the worst. Yeah. Yeah, I did make a note of that because Calvin seems to pick up on that pretty, pretty, like well. I wrote like, "Are the accents good?" Question mark. <laughs> I was like, "I'm saving that for Calvin." So I guess, to me, I was they were all fine. It, it's just weird to me, like, no one in the movie is Russian, but it's like all about Russians. Well, it's I like think. how people from like overseas do like American accents, accents you know? which is just not doing an accent. Yeah, essentially. Well, I mean, like people, like people from. Here they like don't pronounce the T's in words like yeah, sure. or mountain, you know. Yeah, because you didn't just say a T in mountain just there. But that's how people around here say it. I'm right. saying typically Americans are described as having a weak accent. Right, so you sound so yeah. cocky. Unless you're from like Boston or something. Yeah. That's not a fucking Boston accent. I can't do that. Boston. <laughs> Boston. <laughs> so Calvin, are the accents they're they're just they're weak. 
you see so the thing is is i think that what makes a really good accent for an actor is you're not trying too hard you're not trying to pick up pick up on all of the um you know the the stereotypical sounds like what rachel vice does on a lot of them um and same same thing to a degree with um with uh harbor um pew has a really understated way of she did great. Making all of like imagining, you know, how someone who's spoken um, English as a predominantly Russian speaker, uh, native speaker for throughout most of their life, they pick up like different idiosyncrasies, but it's more or less all kind of flows together and like how you would no a normal person would talk. Like when you think about like proper English and you think about like how we talk, we just that's how language is. We just jumble words together and a, a natural, real accent will will feel more like that. Yeah, totally. So Marvel is a huge thing about, obviously, suspension of disbelief um, in these movies. Oh, um, don't make sure. Yeah, make sure. Let me, <coughs> let me give my, because I have quick thoughts before we, like, try to spoil anything. Just, just, yeah. No, it's not spoiling anything. Oh, just okay, real, real quick point. Um, it's about the accents. So they do this thing where, like, Russians have accents or, like, Wakandans have accents, but every alien in the fucking universe speaks perfect English. <laughs> Actually, they speak like, so like, why like British English, too. Like, why... Well, Why Marvel, go through all of this to give like like Wanda a shitty accent or like you know what I mean? Like there's just just let it go. No I, one cares. I dude. honestly wish they were speaking like they're all together as a family that's Russian based. Why are they not speaking Russian? I thought the same. Yeah, thing. and when they're in the like thing. okay, I'll stop now because I'm about to spoil. In stuff a, now. in Captain Marvel, the aliens have like Australian accents. That one dude because he is uh he's so good. He's in Australia. Who, who he's from Australia. Is he? Yeah, the guy who who's in uh. Ready Player, Ready Player One. One. Yeah, I, I love like that him. fucking movie. He's so cool. Yeah. Well, I hate that movie, but he's a good actor. Connor, Connor, I was wondering what are what are your thoughts about the movie? So I um I I did like it, which I I wasn't expecting to, because again, like just the idea of doing a prequel, it's like if this character is important enough to you, just like put him in a movie that's in like your regular timeline. So like initially, I wasn't like stoked about the idea of a prequel, uh, but I thought it's I thought th this movie has like so much heart to me. I really li I like I really liked it, and I thought that I thought there's a lot of chemistry between everyone. Uh, I really bought like the whole kind of family aspect of it even though they kind of go through their ebbs and flows throughout it. Um, and I also like that the story is, like, I think, like, contained. It's not, like, too over the top. Like, it does get a little explodey at the end, which is, like, <laughs> kind of you expect. But I, but I did like that it's not, like, it seems like every Marvel movie, it's like, we need to stop this new big laser from blowing up the Earth, or we need to stop this the atomic apocalypse or something like that. It's, like, it's always some major event, and I thought they handled that in a, I mean, there is a serious threat at the end that they're trying to stop, but it's not like it, it's not like some <coughs> world extinction event. I mean, that's what he said, though, that he could yeah, he could orchestrate whatever he well, wanted. Well, I don't want to like I said. No, but what I'm saying is, it's it's it's. I think it's done in a way that's different than how other movies do it, where it's like blue laser in the sky, it's going to kill everyone. I thought this was done in a different way. So yeah, there are high stakes, but I thought it was like more contained, and it wasn't like some big global event that was happening. And it's like, you know, I so I, I thought it was. I, yeah, I think contained is a good way to put it. So when I saw the trailers for this movie, I thought a lot about um, the Winter Soldier. I thought this movie was gonna feel a lot like that movie just by like the trailers and stuff. I don't know if you guys thought it had that. hints of it in the movie, but okay. I, I, it was it was just very much its own thing, which I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I didn't know say if you guys the, thought about that. The thing that I I definitely I think has I think has good heart, and I thought I usually don't like the humor in a lot of Marvel movies. I think this one like it actually kind of nailed a lot the of it. Winter yeah, Soldier, I think so too, yeah. The, yeah. The Winter Soldier has like little bits of humor because like. 
Natasha Very is soon. like asking Captain America yeah, about it's like usually, his love it's, life. It's the usually Scarlett Johansson in that movie who's like the humor driver, but it which is sucks. not, so it doesn't fit her. In this in this movie, yeah. she is not that at all, which is yeah. very much she more. She almost doesn't crack any yeah. toes yeah. at I, all. I actually find her to be the worst character in the whole. I film. actually agree with you, and I love it's, her. Yeah, I love I love her too. Like I've seen her in so many things, and like I I watched a, a Marriage Story last week. So, you know, I like. Is that the one with Adam Driver? Yeah, I've heard it's very good. Yeah, and I just like to torture myself. so That's why I watched that. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, I cried like I I haven't like, that's the first movie I think I've cried in like a long time. I was like I mean I was I, I mean would, I like like 20 30 minutes in I was like getting like really choked up and like towards the end I'm like bawling. I was I like, almost cried during Black Widow. I, I cried I cried a little I bit. Was I was unreal. I felt yeah. it. Yeah. I could feel but it. Yeah. But if you if you can take time to watch Marriage Story, that movie is really good. Yeah. Um so anyways like but in this one it's just like there's this I mean, we did watched Under the Skin, a uh, Marriage Story. Um, I've seen her. I mean, Scarlett Johansson has an amazing range. Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that's Lucy. the same character here. Lucy. It's all the same character. It's it's so flat and so it. She's not even like driving a plot half the so time. Like this it's, is it's it's but so like the thing is is like when I came into this, uh, like I just saw the thumbnail for the trailer and I saw I was like, is that Florence Pugh? Because I've seen Midsummer, and holy shit! Like if she isn't one of the most talented actresses out there, and I and you all saw that. Like she has probably the best lines of humor. There were some that didn't hit. There were the humor was uneven, but it, a lot. Some of it was way more uncharacteristic and, and original than I thought. Uh, than we found on a lot of these films. Should we just like, like go ahead and dive into spoilers? Well, I'm not. I'm not yeah. gonna get into spoilers. And what I was gonna say is like she also, I think, had the the most. Like she actually brought real emotion into a couple scenes where, um, there, it didn't even seem like there was space for it. But she created. Yeah, it she in did. Such it wasn't really even really organic and understated. Yeah, so it wasn't way. even like place there. It just kind of happened. With yeah, her cause, character, cause which I thought was great. Yeah, because she is just so. So I was really excited to see it because she is. Yeah, one of the the best. Oh yeah, she did. She did a great job. I will literally watch Midsummer now because I've I've been thinking about it, but I'm also like the movie just seems like it's gonna make me uncomfortable. But if she's in it, oh, she did yeah. such a great job. In this oh movie yeah, that I will watch and it, it will so. make you uncomfortable, but I it's think, worth like, it. How kind of off the cuff some of her humor is makes me wonder like how much of it was just kind of like on the spot that she come up with, or how much of it was very sarcastic. Dialogue. Yeah, so I, I, love I wonder if some of it because it does. It like you said, it feels organic. It doesn't feel like they're like oh, okay, keep doing this take where you say this line over and over again. Yeah, I honestly felt like it was like oh, this feels like she's just funny, and that's why it hit. Like that's why the humor with her, especially, was really good for me. Yeah, I th- I honestly wouldn't be surprised if that gas station scene where she's like, you know, bending over and like flipping her hair, like oh you're such a poser, like yeah. <laughs> I I would I would I would bet that that was completely improvised and they were just you know like Spoilers. she was just just goofing <laughs> around. It's not really a plot or anything. But yeah, no, that's a good joke and so I thought it was good. And I, the way the camera was shooting it, it felt like it was one of the off cameras, right. not the main camera yeah. for that setup, and that's why it feels so much more organic. So I had one question for you guys. The Black Widow through all of the MCU movies, I've never really felt like gets she doesn't get any development because it's obviously her first movie, but it feels like she's in almost every movie and people don't really know anything about so, her. So I real quick. So I was just curious if you guys thought that this scratched that itch or maybe gave you like a little bit more about her. Um, so I can't really answer this question without spoiling the movie. Yes. Or okay. No. Well, then I can. I can't. So sure. I I thought it was good. It just to me again, it's like okay, well, if you like this character enough to make a movie about her, well, like you've already killed her off. So now, like now, I've you've you've piqued my interest more because now she finally has a movie, and it's like cool. Like 
I want to see a sequel to this because I thought this was good. Um, and now I, I can't have a sequel to it without it being some like really dumb, contrived like time travel to pull no, back. No, there, there are sequels being made. It's just starting uh, Ford's Pew instead of Scarlett. Well, that's what I'm saying. But I, but I like, I still like Scarlett Johansson's the character, yeah. and so I don't want, I don't yeah. like her to like be out of the series anymore. So and especially after seeing this movie, I'm like, cool. I'd like to see more of her. But it's like I know I can't without like a dumb way to bring her back in. Yeah. When I so saw the trailers, that's my issue with it. Yeah. When I saw the trailers for this, I thought it was gonna be an origin story. Which thank God it wasn't. Yeah, I that mean, would have sucked because we got enough of her origin, it? like Age of Ultron. No, no it's not. Like this takes place. Like her. This being... takes place after 2016's Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, I know that part, but I mean, like, I mean, like her it's still training an to origin be an story, like, but it's you do it's get a bit like... of her origin in the beginning. Yeah, like it explains everything. Like, what well, I mean, like, for and as far as uh, the MCU was concerned before this, she was just like, "This is Scarlett Johansson, and she's wearing leather." I Welcome disagree with you, one hundred percent. I was nervous this movie was going to take place like prior to Iron Man Two, which is where she's first introduced. I was nervous it was going to be that, and I was like, "Well, like me as a fan, I don't really care about that character that she was in Iron Man Two anymore because she's like you said, she's been in other movies. She played a big role in like the last two Avenger movies, mm-hmm. and so it's like I, I want to see like that character that I know now that I've yeah. seen before. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't want to see an origin story. So I was yeah. glad that it picked up at like a a point in time that made sense because like the other thing I'd say is some of these like superhero like uh like dc kind of runs into it too because it's like uh, like if you do a batman movie it's like well why wouldn't superman just come and help out and like finish this off you know or if you do these like solo movies it's like well, why wouldn't the avengers that, yeah. just come in but they i think it's good that they place this movie after civil war mm-hmm. so Absolutely. it makes sense yeah. that like a bunch of the avengers are either locked up or on the run so she would be doing this on it her made own. a lot of sense so i think then. that the yeah. context and like that this story is put in made a lot of sense to me and I think if they had gone any further back, it would have been a total dud to me. I was really hoping they were going to talk about Budapest. I wanted, They I wanted did. To, they mentioned no, it no, many, many times. I, I was hoping we would get to see it. Like, they, they keep teasing the whole Budapest thing. Bu- they say Budapest. No yeah. one knows what happens. I want to see what happens. Yeah. I thought Hawkeye like, was well, going to I mean, show that up. would be like if they did a movie with her and Jeremy Renner about Budapest. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be too interested in that. Yeah, I don't actually know what any of you are talking about. It, they, they reference like Budapest in like – Every movie in in like the first Avengers, they reference it again, and it's it's like it's this kind of inside joke between yeah. Jeremy Renner's uh, like Hawkeye and and uh, Black Widow. Clint Barton. Oh. Yeah, they have like a they have like a little like oh I, I remember Budapest different. It's just like a, this inside joke, and like the fans don't know what it's about because they never elaborate on it, mm. and so they they mention it again. And I I actually thought that that was lame. I was like well, I thought they went a lot into it, but I also thought that it was very lame. I mean they yeah, they spend a bunch of time talking about it without actually talking and about like having it. like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But let's not talk too deep into that though until we get in the spoiler section. So, I mean, I think yeah, I think we're ready. So, I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, uh, it was like initial, I, it's just yeah. like it's a very typical um, Marvel movie. Um, are you gonna get? You're gonna get what you paid for. Um, you're probably gonna get a little bit um, different style of humor than you're used to because um, Florence Pugh is just an absolute gem, and even David Harbor. Yeah, and even David I, Harbor. David Harbor, I feel, is very David Harbor. Yeah. Yeah, movie. and I do love the one line that Rachel Weisz delivers at the end. Yeah. It's just so, like, <laughs> yeah. it's so out of tone with everything. Like, I'm clearly injured. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. We all, all five of us laughed. It was so Because yeah. it was so, it was a bad accent at a very dramatic moment. Yeah. And it was just, like. I'm so surprised I'm, at how many times there yeah. was, like, a joke. And, like, because you know, we all saw this together. There would be a joke and, like, 
there's a couple times that like we were the only ones that laughed. <laughs> like the rest of the theater was pretty quiet. Like, yeah. Like that, that one joke at the end where she's like, "Yeah, I'm injured." Like obviously, it, it, like we were laughing and no one else was really laughing. So I was surprised. Calvin actually had. I was curious what you thought about that. So there's this problem where movies put jokes in like an action scene and it like halts all the momentum and you hear these terms like pacing thrown around and stuff like that. That's not what pacing is. Okay. So, okay. So can you explain to me why it, a, a joke in that scenario is fine at the, after the action has ended and then you can throw in jokes and not like halt all the momentum in a movie because there's nothing else to happen. Okay. You know, that's literally like, she's literally giving, um, you know, just walking up to uh, Scarlett Johansson. Because, like, like, the audience has, like, taken a breath. Yeah, we've gotten, like, you've, you've hit your climax, and it's already coming down in terms of in terms of tension. Like, wh- everyone's, a, you know, like, you know who's alive and who's dead, and nothing is really left up in the air at that point. Like, we're just still, like, kind of in shock. Like, oh, man, like, that was so intense. And then that 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 joke, just out of nowhere, is 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 what made it funny it's 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 mostly i mean co- uh, i would say context is like 90 percent of humor you think anyways it's well-timed. yeah and yeah. so that was just like and that was why it works so well okay so for spoiling i think we just kind of at least give like some overview of the movie so spoiler 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 yeah so scarlett johansson this is after civil war she's on the run she's you know found an old friend who's trying to kind of like set her up with a, a place to live and then you find out like her sister is also being been trained to be a like an assassin by like this secret Russian organization. But not really her sister. Adopted sister, right? We, you find not, that out a little yeah, bit later. Weird. Anyways, yeah. um, so you find out there's this like serum that exists that kind of disrupts whatever mind control these like Black Widow assassins are under, and like that's kind of where the movie picks up because you get this you know the cool little fight the first one with uh, like Scarlett Johansson's younger sister. What's her name in the movie? Ellie? Elena? Elena. 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 Elena, yeah. Elena. No, Elena. I'm sure it's E. There's a Y at the beginning. It's a Y. Yeah, Elena. Okay. It's Russian, because otherwise, yeah, it wouldn't be. There wouldn't be. Saying the mom's name is also like Melina. Melina. Which is like the same fucking thing. But that's what (laughs) that's what kicks off the story. Is like so now now she's like not under this like she has like conscious control of herself now and now kind of the mission is to figure out how do you take down this organization that's basically like brainwashing or controlling people, like these these girls these assassins and, uh, that's when. Scarlett Johansson meets up with her sister and they kind of figure out what to do from there. But I want to get into uh, how do you guys feel about like just like kind of overview like the action in this? Do you think like the fight scenes are good? Uh, the fight scenes are great as far as like um, like physical hand-to-hand combat, things like that. <clears throat> like I think the fight scenes of Taskmaster were awesome. Um, yeah. But as far as like the shit going on in the background, like the explosions and <laughs> – and the thing falling from the sky, typical Marvel stuff. I would say it was way overdone in this. I mean, the every movie 30 was, seconds are walking yeah. away from a fucking explosion, dude. I think the movie was so tame with its action until, like, the end. Mm-hmm. That's when it's, like, that's when it gets over the top. But I, that's why I think that in, in for a Marvel movie, it was actually, like, kind of toned down yeah, I think so until too. the end. Yeah, so well, I, like, I like the action a lot. Which is yeah. very similar to what McKenna pointed out to earlier is Winter Soldier does that very well. Yeah. And I think they copied, or not copied, but ran along those same lines so yeah. i always have trouble with like movies where you have characters who use guns and they're good with guns and then it's like so how am i supposed to take this seriously when they start doing hand-to-hand it's like just pull out your gun and shoot them and i think especially that the first fight that natasha has with 
Taskmaster yeah. is like she does have a gun. She does use it. It turns out the Taskmaster is like just gonna block all of it. She's got she's got this dope shield, and she's it's just so cool how you can kind of eliminate like the gun is a threat and so like now you do have to do hand-to-hand combat and like thinking a lot of movies i don't take that very seriously and i did in this one because i was like okay obviously like they're gonna move past this and do a cool fight but i think it's like when there's a gun available just use it felt very uh, this this movie was able to like very john wick-esque almost with that which i think john wick does a very good job of like using guns and all of a sudden we can't use them now yeah type of thing yeah there was a action scene where a car flipped and it was animated and it looked really weird to me okay i did not notice that i did notice like the multiple car scenes where i was like man these cars are the safest cars on earth yeah and also when they got the red guardian out of the prison or whatever and they crashed the helicopter it like it looks so slow it looked really weird the rotor is like barely i thought it was hilarious it It was a funny scene it was just it was animated so strange it it distracted me a lot oh see i just don't i try not to let that stuff bother me gosh i try to let it bother me i think you that's terrible you brought up the the when they rescue Red Guardian. Red Guardian, and that's like the so they break him out of prison. And I, that's, did, I took a note I on that's that. Like the, is that a prison or a construction site? It's There's a gulag. Most yeah, certainly a prison. Stuff. Yeah, it's a gulag. It's, it's a not gulag. a gulag. So, They're not killing each other to get out. No, it literally <laughs> labeled them gulag prisoners in the credits. Yeah. Um, I don't care what they uh, but well, a gulag was like a. Like I know a what a gulag prison. is. I played well, no, Call I was, of Duty. I was, I was, I was explaining to Cannon. Yeah, because some people, yeah, some people play RuneScape rather than first FPS. I do not like first-person shooters. Okay, well. But I think that's the first movie that, that's the first scene where it kind of has, like, their big kind of VFX action sequence. I want to get like, the big avalanche. It's, like, it's a prison. It's a, it's a, it's prison. a work I, prison. I don't oh, know how else to Every prison it. is a work prison. <laughs> yeah, and but, but okay. specifically, gulags were known for being uh, some of the most notorious and, like, um, like r- the conditions were. I'm pretty sure you can throw worse. rocks at people when their teammates fighting them. That's the gulag is. <laughs> Got it. Okay. But yeah, I think that's like the first because you have like uh, you have like a little chase and then you have little fights, but that's like your first like kind of big action sequence. Yeah. And I thought it was done well. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think there was good. like the the first time that Taskmaster show, showed up, sh- shot a rocket launcher. At I'm the just car saying that's not that, as like, big of a sequence. This was as like this a one. real. Yeah, so. not a but like total for coordination. I thought yeah. the avalanche was a really good touch. I that cracked me up. Dude, it's because freaking Florence Pugh launches that rocket launcher at that uh, turret river. Yeah. That was awesome. Was She's like, okay, funny. I've had enough of this. Like. Yeah. Yeah, you were cracking up next to Yeah, day. I was that part was awesome. Yeah. yeah, like that's a yeah, she steals like every yeah, scene every, she's every in. Scene. She is yeah, not the main she's character. Like, this would be like, a great like, way to die. Her character reminds <laughs> me of like a lot of like uh like how uh, Sebastian Stan or uh, Tom Hiddleston kind of steals a show from like in Thor or in like Captain America right. like like the secondary character like man, this this character yeah. is or awesome. Like like, any movie that Stanley Tucci is in. No idea who that is. So. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Stanley Tucci was uh let's see, he was the uh host in um Hunger Games. Um, he was in. You'd recognize him if you he saw him. He was in Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, he was in Never Devil Wears Prada. Never seen that movie. Oh, so. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, that's actually that is like you guys prime are Stanley ab- Tucci. <laughs> absolute duds that Jane just doesn't know about. Oh, yeah. he was in one of the um, uh, Transformer movies too. <laughs> garbage, also. The so yeah, looks absolutely good. garbage. So all like, these movies you mentioned. Thing, have but that's the thing is he is he is. Can you pull up Stanley Tucci, please, so Jaden can know who he is? Yeah, like. <laughs> I've seen Hunger Games, but but my point is still like yeah, she steals like this. She Absolutely. always steals the show. Yeah. Every scene she's in, she's yeah. great. And that was actually I would find that like oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It seems okay, like, yeah, right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. You know exactly yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about now. Like yeah, yeah like but that's that's the thing is like the rocket launcher one. Like that was like a weak line for her, you know. So like that the the yeah. ibuprofen joke was like that was oh awesome. Gosh. That was amazing. So uh, she, the, she she she. Uh, 
so, she's I mean, comparing yeah. Scarlett Johansson's character to the other Avengers, and she's like, you know, the big guy. She's like, what do you mean by like the big guys? No, no, she's... like one of the. What did she say? It was like one of one of the bigger or like one of the more important. Yeah, ones, whatever, something, something like, like yeah. that. She's yeah, like the, one of the big ones. Yeah, 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 and she's like, what do you mean? Like Scarlett's like, I'm, I'm a big one, you know. She's like, pretty sure the god from space doesn't have to take ibuprofen after a fight. <laughs> <laughs> like, that part was <laughs> awesome. So yeah. But that's what I mean, because like when they're when they first meet up in the building, she's she's super super serious, right? And then, like, the next thing after that in the gas station, it's like, it totally flips. And, I don't know, it caught me off guard that she's, so, like, cracking jokes I felt like she was joking when they were fighting in the first scene. I don't know if no, you... I don't know. They were, I, I didn't see... I didn't, I didn't remember very many jokes. Yeah. So, if we, like, uh, we want to roll back a little, too, when they get reintroduced, because, like, you know, obviously, Natasha's been doing her Avengers thing, and yeah. her sister's been a kind of brainwashed assassin for a while. And then she gets undone by that serum. And then she finds a way to get that serum out to Natasha and that's kind of what reconnects them because there's like a photograph of them together when they were kids that's kind of to me I was like okay like that should be a signal that like hey I need your help like you need to come this is serious and then when they meet up again they like pull guns on each other and they start fighting and they're like I don't know if I can trust you and the the, the other one's like well I don't know if I can trust you I was like isn't the picture supposed to be the thing to well, let that you know could that have been like, like well from Natasha's point of view that could have been like her boss or whatever talking like hey I know you have this picture we found it or whatever and like trying to trick her and that could be something that Natasha thinks about going into the situation. I guess. Yeah, I just, but yeah, the other thing is like, I didn't catch that But at all. Laura's yeah. Pugh's character I see where you're coming from because like why would there be any reason for her not to trust her after she knows that she's an adventure and sends her the shit Yeah, she help sent her. the yeah. stuff. How does she not trust yeah. uh, Natasha? Well, and I think the thing that's that's really annoying to me is she just sent her what was what she knows Florence Pierce or um, Ye- Yelena knows exactly what that stuff does. She sent it to um, Natasha with no explanation of what to do with it. You don't um, know that there was a bunch of letters in that box as well that she did not read, so there could have been information. Yeah, but it just showed the box. As like the you would have put the I letter in the box. That that's all because she didn't open the letter. So yeah, but that, so that so that's the thing is, is like yeah. she just like there was there was no instruction of what to do with it in the first place, and she shows well, she up there. She'd like, be smart enough to figure that I, out. I think the point of having <sighs> the picture in it, it should have. The point of having the picture should be like, this is so important to me. Like, you need to guard this. You need to take care of this. Why would she have sent it to Natasha if she didn't trust her to, like, keep it safe and, like, do the right thing with it? Why well, it was so probably they, her only resort. She I didn't guess. know what to do with it. That's what I mean. That's why she went to yeah. Budapest. That's the only thing that even makes sense. And that's yeah. why you connect them together. But it's There's also no so contra- it's so dumb. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, it is. That's how you pronounce it. There's no H and I don't care. I'm American. It's not Budapest. <laughs> but anyways, when when she gets there, like, the fact that she's just like, why, you know, what are we, why are you even here? Like the the fact that she's just like, off, caught off guard yeah, and confused. Like, like I I felt that the whole thing was just dumb. Like why are you fighting right now in the first place? Like that that it's part a cool was scene. it was just a, it was it, the point was to have a cool scene. I just think the build up to it made no sense. Absolutely. Well, I I kind of got the tone that like. Uh, maybe not necessarily Lawrence Pugh's character, but Scarlett Johansson's character was. Pretty, she went in there and she was like, okay, I'm gonna kind of see what. What she's got, you know what I mean? Like, maybe can she can she handle her own here? And then she started like you know fucking her up. She started choking her out. And she's like, okay, truth, truth, truth. She's like, I don't want to hurt you. I think the way if you want them to have a fight scene, what you do is so, Yelena gets the serum in like Morocco, have like a uh, uh, be like she got caught on camera by like a news crew or whatever. Like we're looking for this unknown fugitive, and, and then Scarlett Johansson recognizes her, and she's like, oh, I, and she knows about like the safe house in Budapest. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go investigate this. So then that would give her reason. That would give them both reasons to not trust each other. Because Yelena would be like, why are you showing up here? I wasn't expecting you. And uh, 
Natasha would be showing up there like, why are you killing people on the streets of Morocco? Yeah. That would give them a reason to have a fight. Yeah. The way they set up that fight made no sense to me. Yeah. And, and not only that, it, it, <laughs> it gives the same amount of motivation of why Natasha went to Budapest in the first place. Because the box is labeled part things from Budapest. That's, that's why what, she went there. But that's what I mean. Like, why did you go there? Like, it, either one of them makes as much sense, you know? That's, that's she was what I mean. basically told to go there. What do you mean? Why would she go there? That's, that's where I, the thing was labeled. It was from. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, why? Why go there for either reason? That's what I'm saying. Like, if she sent it there, you know, obviously, and she's in Budapest. Like, you shouldn't be in Budapest, right? Like, that's kind of the thing. Is like, if you're not going to give instructions, then there's no reason to go back to Budapest because she just sent it out. Like, otherwise, she would just send a note. You know, could have been a note. It's that just it's really contrived, thing, and I yeah. think it's contrived badly. And yeah. I just think there's a better way. If you want to have a cool fight scene between them, do it better than that. Like get to that point. So following that, that's when they get, they have like the, the the other the red room uh, bad guys show up, and they are shooting them up and everything. I thought they they had very Jason Bourne like apartment fight to yeah, me vibes. Yeah. I thought it wasn't bad. Th- that whole scene wasn't bad. Probably it was great. And then they get in the they, – that's when they get in, like, this car chase where Taskmaster's chasing them down again. And they have just this great banner between them. Like, they, they it's, I really felt like the whole, like, kind of sibling rivalry. Yeah, no, it was it was, it was great. Yeah. Like, I, I – again, I don't know how much of that is, like, ad-libbed or how much of it is just straight from the script. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was really good. They so sounded like strange siblings who are now, like – competing each other but they're still having kind of like a fun time with it i yeah. thought it was really good i thought it was great too very natural yeah. yeah yeah so at the start of that when the the like tank pulls up and it stops and then they both start the motorcycle and then drive away and then the tank goes again i thought that was really weird why didn't the tank just run them over i don't know are you fucking playing it was right now no i'm not doing something over there <laughs> i'm not sure why it i did notice a, that too it was, a ju- was, really it was uh, adjusting his momentum that's what was happening because it was rounding the corner because it was going to. Oh, well, you mean so. right when the tank enters? Yeah. Yeah, they should have got fucking demolished. They got over <laughs> yeah. It just kind of stops and then. They're yeah, like, they should have yeah. like literally just timed that a little yeah. bit differently. It would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I did notice that too. Yeah. I was like, why? Hey, suspension of disbelief, boys. Yeah. Also, if we could back up just a little bit more, when uh, the sister got the um, the gas from the other assassin girl. Yes. I must have missed. Where did the gas come from? Because they don't spend a lot of time on it. So. They somebody invented it. Yeah, someone somebody. It. Yes. I don't think they really go into. They it. They do not go into it at I all. I want to make sure I didn't miss something. No, you did not. You did not miss anything. Okay, cool. It's a real. I'm assuming some some person rescued that one widow and then gave her the serum. Like, hey, go save. I also thought it was bitches. cool if they called the the other assassin girls widows. I thought yeah. that was cool. That's, I, I, that's very comic. I don't comic know if related. that's. Yeah. I don't know if that's contingent on the comic well i mean and like you can also it's also contingent on the mcu because you learn especially in uh age of ultron that natasha comes from like a firm that trains multiple women like this and honestly probably my favorite banter of the movie is when uh a lord's peace character is talking about how they take out their sexual organs I thought that was really odd. Dude. I thought that was fucking That's, hilarious. Yeah. I dude. thought that was so it weird. Stood I thought out. it was so funny. I felt uncomfortable for like all the kids in the audience. I was like, yeah. this is so weird. I thought oh, it was great. See, I wouldn't think it's not that. The first like, that's, that's just like, that's just the anatomical names for everything. I know, not like, that, but it's not the first time it's been mentioned in the MCU. Natasha brings sure. it up when she's talking with Bruce Banner. She but when they do that, that in that sterile. movie, it's a very kind of emotional moment, mostly yeah. charged moment. And then this one, it was like fucking hilarious. It was played for laughs. And I thought it was, I agree with Ken, I thought it was really out of 
place. And then it went on for like it kept going. The I joke like kept going. I, I thought like, it was so funny. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't okay. feel like that that like I I feel like there was potential there, but some of them were either oversaid or like it the the comedic timing on on the delivery wasn't wasn't there for uh, me on those ones. I thought it was great. If it was like a second or two shorter, it would have been funnier. I think. I think yeah, it went on just I a little too long. And that takes place gone right after longer. they rescue. Their Red dad, Guardian. Red Guardian. David Harbour, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so after that car chase, that's when they do the, the prison scene. We already talked about that. And yeah. that's when we get into this weird hysterectomy joke, which yeah. is just so odd. Like, I can't imagine being, like, the writer's room and be like, oh, I got it. I know the perfect line. Dude, that's here. exactly, like, if I was going to write the joke, like, that's exactly how I would have yeah. done it. I it think it's good humor. I mean, it's, I mean, at least along the lines of, like, what I think is funny. It reminds me of a lot of like like almost like Tosh humor a little bit. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I don't think it hit for most people in the theater. That's fine. Quiet I, that's fine. I I was laughing. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. It was fine. It just it was like uh, it seemed out of place and it seemed long. It, it I think it really might like in my opinion it's probably the funniest part. It of the probably movie. is a funny joke. It just seemed like the wrong place for it. It might like as far as like Marvel being for like families and stuff. Yeah. I could see how how where you're coming from with that. But yeah. I think as far as best joke I I go with the one that Calvin said where so they've they've gotten out of that car chase they've escaped and they're uh like getting clothes or something. They're that, changing. Yeah, that, that a gas and station. then they, and then uh Yelena's doing the She's like, oh, you always do this stupid pose. action pose. The, the pose thing and she's great. like, she's like, you look like a poser. She's like, it's stupid. And I thought that joke was great because it's so self-aware. Yeah. Like, and she just like keeps doing yeah. it. Yeah. And like everyone who's seen these movies knows exactly like Deadpool makes fun of it. They're like, oh, superhero pose, like superhero landing. Like he does the same joke in, in that it movie. It feels it's a like, bit more natural in this one yeah, for sure. It just, it's so – I just love the joke. It's very self-aware like that – this is kind of a thing that you see in these action movies, and I thought it was done perfectly in this movie. <laughs> the other thing I liked about, like, very subtle jokes about uh, how her character is over-sexualized early in the MCU. She's, like, fucking uh, Fanny Longbottom, like, in the beginning. <laughs> Did like, you notice when she gets kind of, like, the little safe house, like, little uh, the little trailer that she has? And just she's gonna mad go get butt shots? Yeah, she's going to go get gas for, like, the generator. Mad butt shots, And it's just, like, dude. this whole long <laughs> yeah. take on her butt, and I was like, what yeah. is going on here? Yeah. Don't mind it, so keep those going i thought my favorite joke was when they're in the car talking about the vest and she's like i've got so many pockets, pockets you yeah. have no idea what i have in there and scott chance is like yeah it's pretty cool and she's like so oh my god i, I pointed this out to mckenna in the movie it. i was like i was like that's the best she wears in infinity war like, i knew that. that like i didn't it? realize yeah that. so yeah, like uh funny. one one big thing so like when scarlett johansson does interviews with like the other marvel cast like they always ask like the male care like the male actors like serious questions and stuff and they're always like so scarlett what about your wardrobe and like when she's doing press for infinity war she's like I have a fucking new vest. Like, yeah. what? Like, ask me a real question here, or whatever. And like, I just my I was like, that's that goddamn vest right yeah, there, dude. That's cool. <laughs> I I didn't notice that. I assumed it probably played a role somewhere else, but I had noticed that connection from the other. Because in movies. the end credit scene, that's that's what she's wearing with like the blonde. Uh, hair and everything. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she wears it in the whole entire. I'm just other pointing movie that out for Connor. Yeah, he missed that. No, part. I just yeah. I didn't notice it. It's cool that you can watch that movie now and be like, oh, that has like a yeah emotional tie to it. That's kind of like, neat. oh, that's the vest from the other thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I just love her reaction too. Like, oh yes, I know you would think it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's the first thing I've ever bought for myself, so I think it's pretty tight. <laughs> I was like, so, that's yeah, awesome. I just think that plays more into like just their their chemistry is great. 
Because I, I totally I don't think the chemistry is there. Oh, I, well, I thought it was think, fantastic. I don't think there is any chemistry. I don't think at Scarlett Johansson all. had any chemistry at all with her. I think oh, I that thought, the sister yeah. carried. She could have been. I thought talking. it was very much older sister, younger sister yeah. chemistry. She yeah. could have been. She could have been talking to Plank from Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and it would have hit the exact. I same. completely disagree with you there. But that's <laughs> fine. Like, it could. It could have just been best boy grip three sitting in that seat, that other chair, and nobody would have cared. I think maybe Lawrence your problem is, so is much that better. is that is that she is so good that it just makes maybe. It makes Scarlett Johansson look so, bad to you, but so I think she—I don't think she was well, bad. I, what I mean so. is like, it's like you could put when I when I say bad is like what you can put anybody you want in that chair, and the joke still works the exact same way. You will have the same amount of chemistry because it's all—it's all one-dimensional. It's only coming from one person. I disagree just because the, she would person. only have that conversation with somebody that she feels close to, and that may be the only person on earth she feels close enough to have that. Yeah, but what I'm talking about is the actress. You could throw any female body into that. You don't need Scarlett Johansson for. You do that need Scarlett Johansson because like, that's the base character. Yes, yes, I'm aware. Like this one, I'm not. I'm talking about like the 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 nece- the necessity of good acting in this case because you she's not doing anything in this role. You could literally mm. have any actress playing anything, and Scarlett jo- and uh, I mean Florence Pugh is so far outshining Scarlett Johansson that Scarlett Johansson may as well not be there. So one thing that this movie does that other Marvel movies do when they introduce a new character to almost take the place of an older character is they kind of downplay the previous character, which they did do a little bit in this movie, mm. not as much as they did like necessarily like Ant Man and the Wasp. Or they made Paul Rudd a fucking idiot. In Dude, that movie. that movie's so brutal to me. <laughs> and I'm I all hate about, it. I, I, and and so this is an example to me of a strong female character because I, I think Yelena is great in this, and I, yeah. I think I, I like her character a lot in this, and like that's an example of how you make a good strong female character. Absolutely. And I think Ant Man and the Wasp. It's like the only. It seems like a lot of times when you want to make a strong female character, the only way you do that is by so making your male lead look dumb. like an idiot. Yeah. And which he's is not smart. He's he's always he's like goofy. He's fumbling around. He's always yeah. messing things up. Which like, and then there's a woman there to be like, oh, let me fix that for you. Like, let me fix a man's problem. And that's what Ant Man and the Wasp does. Yeah. Which, so I totally agree with you. So like in Ant Man, they do it like a little bit, but it was like a natural feel, and like you could understand that Paul Rudd was like a smart dude, and that's like why they chose him to do this. And then the second movie, like he's a fucking doofus. That's what is so weird to me. They set him up to be this like really yeah. clever like you know con man robber and yeah. then in the second movie he's like oh god i don't know how to do anything yeah. anymore it's it's it's, ridi- it's i silly. hate it yeah, yeah. yeah that that's a really weak marvel movie to me yeah but i feel like i, I feel like they did do that a little bit with scar joe and so he would not nearly as nearly as noticeable or nearly as bad as really downplayed because they are there i mean they're obviously producing i like projecting Lawrence Pugh's character to do future projects which i love yeah, yeah I, me I, too I, i'm a huge fan like yeah. please do put her in bunches of shit yeah like she did a great job but like you don't need to Makes Scarlett Johansson's character like less, yeah, than than what she is. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Which especially in the last, because like before this case, like I watched, uh, like I watched like every Marvel movie that Scarlett Johansson's in leading up to this, just to like be prepared. Okay, yeah, I like that. And uh, and like she's not. I just feel especially in the last, like especially in Endgame, you get like way more emotionally tied to her, and like who she is as like a person. And like one thing that super downplayed her in this movie that pissed me off was the fact that she just, like, fucking thought she killed that girl and was okay with it or whatever. I was like, that's not literally, like, to get into the S.H.I.E.L.D. program, she tried to blow up the mob boss or whatever, and she killed his daughter, which she didn't want to do all that stuff. She was innocent. But, fuck, I felt like that was like, oh, so that makes you, like, like her character less now, like, makes you feel less emotionally tied to her. I thought, I thought but so when she, when she does plant the bomb and she's trying to kill, like, the leader of the Red Room, like, the guy who's controlling all the widows, it's and yeah, the 
daughter's collateral damage. I thought she like redeems that though at the end. She does absolutely. So I, I, I don't. I, still, I don't disagree with yeah. you on that. I just feel like the act of doing it in the first place is very off character for her. But that was like really early on before she's even like but, she's. So her turning. Even, my point is like yet, her so. her turning her leaf is doing something bad. Like she has to before she can be a good guy. She has to do something something really like, like terrible. Okay, like worse than she's that. done. Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah. That. And I love I love the line too where um, Florence Pugh was talking about like you know life is pain and suffering and we're really just we're just trained killers and it's a very it's a very Russian theme like uh, like Dostoevsky is considered like you know the pinnacle of Russian literature and it is like the extreme depths of depressive realism that you can possibly mine. And I, I just, I love that type of, um, that Russian element that they brought to the character and their outlook on life, especially like considering like what they've gone, like just to say like out and, you know, this is who we are. It is just pain and suffering. She yeah. has a lot of, we've been talking about how funny she is, but she has other serious lines like, cause she's talking to Natasha about how she's like, you know. I, I, you're a killer the same as me. She's like, I'm just not the kind of killer that girls call their hero. Yeah, I'm not the one on, on the cover of a magazine yeah. where girls look up to or whatever, which I thought was like, man, that's a great fucking line. You could see it in Scarlett Johansson's face. Her character's like, fuck. Yeah. She's right. So I, like, I, yeah. I can't stop agreeing with Calvin that, that Florence Pugh way overshadows yeah, Scarlett Johansson on this, but it's like not her fault. Like She has these great lines, and yeah. she's just so good and delivering everything and she just acts so well in this yeah, cause, she did cause she's she was funny and then she has yeah. these like really serious lines like honestly like, it's one of the better performances in marvel like in general as far as the mcu goes especially recently i think she does a great job yeah it's crazy because like i don't feel any closer to the black widow character at all after watching no. this i i i, I want to see more movies about the sister which is like what they're marketing. So. Which is what that makes to do. sense. Yeah, yeah but like, Marvel. That's, that's what my point was. was yeah. like her almost dumbing down just, the Black Widow sucks, character. Because like I was saying, like Black Widow's in so many Marvel movies, and we don't know anything about her. And I was hoping to like. If she finally gets her solo movie, and it's literally just a, a yeah. ship for other characters. To, like, I was hoping to like really care about her after this, like yeah. how WandaVision makes us care about Wanda yeah. Vision after. Th- I a, could not give a fuck about they're Vision. In, they're no a, matter what. They're so. in a bunch of like Marvel properties also, but like they finally got something to develop them a little bit more, and, and it was nice. And to Loki, have that. Loki's doing a great and job. And Loki on that. too. Yeah. But this one, it didn't. It didn't really give. It didn't give me anything to care about. I for agree Black with you. Widow. I think. I think Black Widow's most like. Uh, connection like mo- the most i've cared about her as yeah. far as role is easily an end game because this should really. have been like a yeah. send-off for scholar johansson yeah like, this should be like this should have been more about her and i'm not saying that there can't be side characters but this really should have been like her her movie and end, it ends up kind of not at yeah. the end she like has a family and like she says that like i didn't think i had a family but i have, I have two, two now and yeah. i'm like sure whatever <laughs> yeah well and that's like that's the thing that really got me is like that line where she they were all sitting at the dinner table their little family reunion and she was like the best part of my life was a lie it was all fake yeah and like that one you know that one really hit me and it was it was so well done because there wasn't really space for it but just her presence as an actor her delivery for it it just it just took what was a very basic plot point and created something incredibly organic. And that, that by far, like that, that's just the range, like, you know, a moment she's, you know, taking shots and like, Oh yeah, please stop talking. Like, and then like the next line is like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and then the next line is like the most emotional, like I've ever felt in um, an Avengers movie because honestly the snap just doesn't do it for me. I couldn't care less. Cause that's just obviously coming. Yeah. But, um, 
but that one is just like you know it's very very human and very real that a lot of people can just quick just which snap are you talking about thanos or iron man yeah the i mean i guess either snap you know they're coming so it doesn't uh, yeah exactly. I mean, it's a big difference because like the thanos snap and like everyone or the okay the they're coming back like or the hulk snap, yeah you mean Oh, that's true, McKenna. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. He does not get enough recognition. So yeah, exactly. But you're yeah, talking about the dinner scene. That's mm-hmm. so. At this point, they've so they've rescued their dad from the prison, and now they're meeting their up with their mom, who's at a farm, and that's when they sit down and kind of have a like family get together, and it starts out really nice, and like they're all kind of like joking around. There's like funny parts where she's like, the mom's like, oh, you need to eat some food. You you guys look hungry, and she's like doing all this like mom stuff, and and then they then the, it gets like really deep. I think there's a lot of like emotional unloading in this scene, and it. I think it needs to be kind of parceled out a little better because I think it's it's a huge just like dump of all these like kind of realizations. They're they're finding out all these secrets like all at once, and I was like, okay, I I feel like this should have been dosed out a little differently. That's my opinion on it. I don't think it's a bad like part of the movie, but it's just like it, it's just a lot of stuff. So I agree with you there on that point. Huge because uh, right before that, they're walking to the farm. Uh, David Harbor, Lawrence Pugh, and Scarlett Johansson's characters, and. One of the funnier, like, I think David Harbour's funniest part in the movie, for sure, is when he's like, I'm so proud of you girls, and he grabs both their hands. He's like, you've killed so many people. Like, that feels, like, way more organic and natural <laughs> so than, the, than the... Your than ledgers the, are so full. Yeah. <laughs> then, he's like, yeah, he's like your, your ledgers must be dripping yeah. with blood. It's yeah. so funny. So, like, and, like, that feels so much more organic than the table scene. And, like, the only thing that feels organic at the table scene <laughs> is, Lawrence Pugh, is Lawrence Pugh's, like, necessarily, like, rejection towards that scene. She's like, I don't even want to fucking be a part of this. Yeah, and then like when Scarlett Johansson, she's like, you know, she's talking. She's like, she's yeah. like, she she tells her mom, she's like, I don't know, I'm gonna keep referring to her as her mom. Melina. Yeah, she's she's like, you're a coward because she's she been working. And she calls an idiot. She's yeah. been working for the Red Room this whole time, and yeah, <laughs> and you know, she's she's calling her dad an idiot, and so like, she's, but again, she's like totally outshined by Florence Pugh in this because yeah. she's yeah. she's much Every more emotional. Well, in it than and yeah, and like honestly, like, I honestly. Scrap the sec- the second half of the the film. It's it's dumb. It's pointless. It serves no what? purpose. Disagree with you completely. Yeah, okay. like I want to see like that. Like can like growing up as as uh, an assassin, a spy, and then s- there are all these big philosophical questions about volition and choice and agency and all of these things. And like you know, what is real? Like what is family? What is identity? There are so many questions and things to talk about in these really unique characters. And they're like farm raid. That's a movie that you do on like a $10 million budget where you set up the premise that you have kids returning home who have been trained assassins to returning to a, a family of parents who are trained assassins. And the whole movie is like a, a drama that takes place in one room or surrounding a, a dinner table. While I find that movie exciting, and that I would like, like to see garbage, it. Honestly, uh, there's a movie called The Family Starring Robert De Niro. That exact same plot. But what I'm saying is it, that doesn't work for a big tentpole no, Marvel, Marvel movie. No, yeah. it doesn't. Spent but two hundred million dollars on this yeah. movie. Yeah, like, but that's the thing is I think it, this is the only time where a, a movie like The Family would work well. I agree with you. I don't disagree with you because you don't point. need yeah. to set up like you you understand that that awful things that they have all done you know who they are for the most part especially with black widow and so many other films so you don't have you don't need to fill up all of this unnecessary backlog then you just get to the real drama of like creating fake families for the sake of some greater plot that's really you know you know it's it's you know a plan for who knows what who cares 
it was all meaningless to them anyways like that that type of thing is ah I, I yeah that would be a great drama yeah and in especially a different movie yeah exactly <laughs> and that's why and that's why I hate it like that's why I don't I don't care about this because yeah. you have Florence Pugh and you're gonna yeah. use her as it, she she's non-existent for the last thirty minutes of the film no she definitely is existent she has a huge part of the movie no but I mean like that she does the, a lot of off-screen stuff yeah she well, does I mean, she well, does that's that really what I mean Johansson shines is when she's alone which she should with, be yeah yeah, yes, yeah but that's what movie. I'm saying it's like the, all of the best parts of the film were Florence Pugh and they weren't there in the last 30 minutes. I don't disagree with you that the best parts of the movie are definitely with her. I, I am huge on board. Please put her in every project that you can. And I agree that I think that the most of the compelling drama takes place in the first half, and then when you get into the really... It's more action Then you get to like a really bloated third act. Yeah. yeah, and I agree with you on that. Especially yeah. the final, the final scene where it's like very classic Marvel. Something's falling from the sky. <laughs> I, okay, but explosions. The thing, one of the things I hated the most was when um, Alexi and Melina are in the plane, and that outrigger starts crumbling from the edge. What kind of garbage? Calvin, like, you need to not just yeah. put architectural like away science into of a Marvel spire, movie. Not, dude. Why is it crumbling? That's, uh, that one just that one really irritates okay, me. Okay, literally, there's uh, there's like, a part in a Marvel movie where Doctor Strange turns Thanos blast into butterflies. Yeah. You have to bring that's, suspension of this magic. I can I can agree with that. That's architectural to, engineering. Okay. There is a whole there's a whole science behind that that we know that that's not how that would okay, work. Not, everyone knows that, yeah, especially the kids is. watching this movie. They don't give a shit. Yeah, but they also right. don't like yeah, the so butterfly thing. Like that's fine. But you're gonna mess around with explosions and architecture. I, like I that's where to, I draw the line. You need to line. watch Marvel movies more consistently, and then you'll become like you'll become desensitized to that kind yeah, of nonsense. Yeah, that's oh never. So like one thing huge about Marvel that like I like have a hard time like becoming desensitized with is like the massive like plot holes in the timeline they have in these structures like it's it's grossly bad sometimes like very <laughs> very bad like was Thor on his ship for a whole entire year before Thanos attacks because it's like it happens right after with Ragnarok and there's like lots of things like that that happen in these movies like and at some point you just kind of kind of like yeah whatever dude and just move on and enjoy the movie and that's what these films are about they're not they're not meant to be picked apart like which we do with other movies it's meant to just be like hey here's this bland like not bland it's like a like a buffet of just crazy shit and jokes yeah that's a good way to describe because bu- yeah. like buffet food <laughs> buffet food is like it's good enough and you can have as much of it exactly as you want. yeah but it's not you know you're not sitting down to a nice you know no a, a no Kobe yeah. Beef yeah. Or yeah. Mignon. this like, isn't the, i'm not like the, interstellar is like yeah. me going to a restaurant where like the waiter serves me without even me knowing what I want. Like, here's what you're eating. Yeah, or like right. the, when we did like our deep dive into Lighthouse. Like, that's like yeah. a that's like a gourmet meal that you want to like savor. Exactly. You want to learn everything about it. You want to know. It. This is buffet food. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot. It's of content. Stuff. It's yeah. a lot of stuff, and it's fine. Yeah. So I would actually make the argument then that Sharknado did it better. I fucking wow. don't ever compare <laughs> wow. one of these movies to Sharknado. Yeah, but, again, but you're you're talking about a complete like yeah, a, a disparity that's... in terms of performance. But that's uh, the thing; it's more self-aware. I find no, it's this. oh my goodness. So gracious, Calvin, Calvin what you're that. talking about is the shark archetype and Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think that that's present in this movie. I agree. There's not enough shark archetype. We do not in, have enough shark Black Widow is a completely different family of animals. <laughs> So I wrote down like in my spiders. notes. I wrote down in my notes, Calvin, that when we got to the uh, when we got to the like the farmhouse with the the mom, you yawned. <laughs> <laughs> you, we must have been losing you around that point. So, so. That, that movie, sl- I feel the like movie slows down a lot. I feel like he knows me sigh quite a bit. Yeah, 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 I was like, oh my god, come on, dude. Like, right. especially at the end, like 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 every scene, 
like every scene, like they're literally walking away from an explosion. I'm like, and it looks like shit. So yeah. there's a part when the the final structure is collapsing from the well, sky. Well, let's let's wait. Let's so they've before we get to <sighs> the structure. Fine. So they've done the farmhouse thing, and now the farmhouse is being attacked. They get raided, yeah. And the the mom, yo mama, Melina, yo mama, yo Melina, uh, uh, chick from the mummy, Rachel Weisz. Yeah, it, you're, you're, you're like led to believe that she's kind of like double-crossed them and has warned. Classic the, spy trick. What is the bad guy's name? Derek? Devrick? No, uh, Drakov. 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 No, Drakov. 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 There's a V. I knew, I knew it was a D name. I was like, I'm just Drakov. trying to think of a bad name. Darren. So, yeah, so he's, you think she's like turned them, she's, she's turned everyone over to him, and so yeah. now they've been captured and they're being taken up to this sky structure. Which, and, yeah. and I love that that's just the dumbest line. It's like, because they've been trying to sh- search for Drakov to like get rid of him, and they're like, we can never find the red room. Like, where is he training these people at? And and it's up in the sky, and, and it's like above the sonar. I'm like, do you guys yeah, not understand like, how fucking sonar works? Yeah, she's like, she's like, this is why you guys haven't been able to find him on your radar. It's in a fucking cloud. Yeah, I was like, I was like no, she said above, a, above too. the radar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which like, pissed me it's off. It's just like bad. that's even dumber. Yeah. Like, which I don't know if that's. I don't think that's supposed to be taken literally. Like, you literally can't find them with radar. I just think it was like, oh, this is why it's, he's been off your radar or whatever. I just meant. To, I think they meant to like, this is why you can't find him because he's hiding in the sky. Which but it was just dumb. a bad. It was just a bad line. It, it is bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, so there are I definitely so did, like, many uh, of those. Yeah. So many. Yeah, there there like, are bad. It's a Marvel movie. There's fucking bad lines. Well, it's Calvin. just built on cliches. Even like that's, that's what thing. Marvel. Well, that's is the built thing. On. They don't need so many things. They just don't need, even need to say. Like if they just like. Then, well, then you wouldn't. You'd have like a forty-five minute runtime, dude. No, you gotta you, put that shit in there. They have all of that action. They have all that action. Is what I what mean. Like that? that suffices. They so don't need to say things. You don't need to narrate. Like as you things are going things. on. You need to say things. Cal- Calvin said that before. He's like, "Oh, now I get it." It's like <laughs> they're like, "This is why he's off your radar." And like all the characters, like, because oh, it's in the oh sky. Oh my goodness! Yeah, absolutely. Now yeah, I yeah. Get it. It's like it is. It is. It's like, annoying. It's yeah. a bad line. That and I agree with you. I I think even the thing being in the sky is ridiculous like put yeah. it in the fucking mountains or it, something like that yeah. like and it generates its own little cloud that's that's a nice touch yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it was it its own little cloud i, didn't yeah, know. Was, I thought it was, was just like in a cloud yeah, i thought it was like, like oh cloud goes away i gotta fall yeah. to another one if like that's what i thought it was going a cloud on. they would find i basically it. thought that uh it is the old man from up wasn't like guiding this is a space the pixar and mcu universe tower but underneath the tower is just a fuckload of balloons like the sequel to up is like he's the captain of this yeah like my army of of kevin's and small small little russell's russell's taskmaster yeah the small mailman army badges for being taskmaster Alright, a little off topic so, there. Wait, so before we get further, because I really want to talk about this, Taskmaster, not in this movie enough. One of the coolest bad guys. I've I seen thought he was so cool. Was great. Yeah, great character. Great characters that says nothing. And I was like, I thought it was like threatening and ominous from the very get go. I was like, okay, this is a serious threat to like our main characters. I thought. So the only the only problem I had with the character of Taskmaster is as soon as they said. Scarlett Johansson blows up this little girl. I was like, oh, that's Taskmaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Which is something I mean, that that's, annoys. I think that's probably your big spoiler is that, yeah, yeah the girl that is blown up in yeah. collateral damage ends Which up is being Which is something that annoys me that Marvel does a lot with that. Like, oh, foreshadowing, look, it's going to be. Like, yeah. you don't know who it is. Like, but you already fucking told us. Like, I thought but, maybe from the trailers it was going to be the mom. Like, maybe something happened when they were young yeah. and she got taken I was, over. I was, I, I was really hoping, sure, after, I was yeah. really hoping that it would just be, like, something completely, like, 
separated almost. I just think she's not in it nearly enough. Like it, okay, no, so and you, she's awesome. The character's yeah. awesome. Like the the, the I think visor that, that she wears yeah. when it has the character like, design is awesome. I think there's not really a character. No, there is not a character. Sorry, yeah, I agree yeah. with you that yeah, it's she's not, really more of an archetype. Honestly, yeah. I just think it's like she's just which archetype? I mean, unironically, yeah, like just like just adversary in general, like, yeah, like that's that's kind of she's the thing. The, it's like she's well, she's not the antagonist. She's a pure. She's literally a shadow. She's, she's yeah. very that's much like eighty-seven percent of other Marvel bad guys. Like, oh, they're not really bad. Like, we just have to show them the right way, yeah. and then like they're not bad guys anymore. Yeah, yeah. As she as if she very doesn't harbor in any resentment. Which sucks because Taskmaster in the comics is a very bad person, and it. I just uh, thought that it. If you're gonna have this character that has this really cool premise where it's like they she she like studies everyone's fighting techniques and is able to replicate them perfectly. By everyone, they just mean Captain America, Black Widow, and Hawkeye. They do Black Panther. Oh, that's true because they have the claws. So here's the thing: this is what frustrates me about the movie. So like a, a lot of these scenes that I think they could have had, they either don't come to fruition. Like they could have had a fight with her against the uh, Natasha and Yelena after they that chase scene. They like crash. And then they kind of escape and get away. Have a fight scene there, do something. Yeah. And then later on, she fights Red Guardian, and that whole fight is like off screen. Like you yeah, don't see that any fight of, sucked. It's like you see you see Taskmaster kind of like pop out the the claws, like she's gonna be Black Panther, and then it like cuts away. Yeah. And then it cuts back maybe like five minutes. It's like way too long in between. I agree with you one hundred percent. And she's like she like throws the shield and does a punch. And, and so that's the thing. Like not what an, Calvin just, was like, mentioning earlier is like things that could have been taken out of the movie and had more action into it because this is an action humor like it's an action comedy which is what all marvel movies are essentially yeah yeah Yeah, and honestly that's actually like so i have a couple like bigger perspectives i want to say eventually are are we to the point where i I just want to know do you guys disagree agree more we need more taskmaster in this i agree with more taskmaster and i think hopefully hopefully at some point I don't know. I'm be cool nervous get, that it's never. She's never gonna show up again. I like like uh. She's reminds me so much of the character Ghost in Ant Man Wasp. Right. Like yeah. the exact Great, same really, preference. Really cool oh. bad guy. Yeah. And yeah. then you're like, oh wait, you're not a fucking bad guy. And then that sucks, man. Like honestly, like, like especially like like so, comic book movies seem to do the same. Like where they give like bad guy origins and like like oh and you have to like feel for them or like what they just did with Cruella. Like you you have this like sympathy for these bad guys and i just don't think that, that should always happen like don't do it. that all the oh, time especially the cruella one like i'm like not going to talk about that fucking movie yeah her, the name is really is literally cruel devil like why do we want to humanize that at she at fucking all? skins dogs i yeah. mean that's you know that's not really i don't find that part like as because <laughs> i mean there's an entire industry built on that but the thing is it's just like sorry what it's an entire industry for skinning on, on, animals. On yeah. skinning okay, animals, dogs yeah. are different than other animals. <laughs> it, depending on where where you're talking, like well, anyone who disagrees is wrong. This I mean, all of India cow. disagrees with with cow like leather. Even well, cow it's because they haven't eaten steak before. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, but that's but that's, so that's what I'm saying I'm is just like kidding. I, I didn't eat beef for like four and a half years. So yeah, I just that's not like a character like you'd have to completely reimagine it if you want to uh humanize it and i feel like it's it's a really dumb anti-hero because it's also like a real person you know like yeah. that's the thing i don't understand i think the I reason like that they that. had to make make her kind of humanize hers cuz at the end when she gets like the serum popped in her face and like she's like oh, i was talking about he... cruella deville oh shoot i thought we were talking about no yeah, we're so, moving on from cruella so yeah now. moving on 
So at the end, Taskmaster, they're gonna. It looks like they're gonna have a fight, and they don't even fight at the end. Really, it's like it's so short. And well, you can see Scarjo doesn't want to fight her, and she's trying to convince her, like, "Hey, you don't have to do this." And so, which is the point? Like, yeah. and which what of Marvel? What lots of it's the same thing with Winter Soldier, the exact same concept, and with Ghost. They're not like they're the big bad. They're your big adversary as far as like getting your plot point, like getting it done, like your mission done. Like they're the ob- they're the obstacle in the way, and it turns out that they're not. They're just a pawn for like the bigger dude who's just some fucking white dude sitting behind a desk. So I think that's why they need to humanize her at the end is because so she gets the serum popped in her face and the first thing she says like is he gone? Yeah. Because she's like tired of being controlled. This yeah. whole I mean I, it's especially like the third act is all about like women not being controlled by men. Is like essentially. Kind well, yeah, of and that's that's kind of whole Black Widow's whole yeah. backstory and so, type of thing. And so you need to humanize Taskmaster at the end to to kind of that way she can because you made her a woman, so you can't have this woman who's a bad guy who also agrees with this bad guy who controls women. So so you can't you can't have that in the movie. It's really yeah. it would be very controversial and contradicting. So that's why I think so I, I think just they, wish that Taskmaster yeah. was just like a mercenary or something. Or like that. I don't I don't th- I fucking do wish else, that they yeah. did that wasn't his daughter. Like I yeah. think that part is very cheesy and it fucking sucks. Which is essentially I think would have been great and it wouldn't have changed the story at all. Because no, because yeah. it's all it. He's or she's already not a character. Yeah. Like it's not a character until you find out that it's the daughter that got blown up. So it could have just been anybody who's just a cool fighter. Yeah. My problem is don't put a cool fighter in this movie and then never let me see her do cool yeah. fights. Like that's my problem is because it's so it's such a neat idea. And so the other you thing never get to see any of it. So the other thing is like like a big like the whole point behind the character is giving Natasha Romanoff, Sergeant Hans' character, uh, more redemption, which I like. As far as, like, the 11 movies she's been in or whatever, like, I don't think she needs more redemption. I think she's had it. And that's my problem yeah. with setting a movie as a prequel. She literally sacrificed herself. She's in a, a to, martyr. Like, she sacrificed herself to save the universe already. Yeah. Like, I've already seen that. So, like, I don't care about her redeeming herself for, like, something she did, you know, years the whole The whole daughter, the whole, like, that yeah. dude doesn't need a daughter. None of that, like, none of that needs to be in the movie. Like, I, I already know that she's a good person. I've yeah. seen her in all these movies. I don't, like, it makes I already me, know. It makes me feel like she's less of a good person because, of, like, yeah. honestly, 100%, I'm like, okay, I like this character less now because of what she did. Yeah. Like, because the, the Black Widow I know. Yeah. Would never blow up a kid. <laughs> Honestly, like, like make Taskmaster a guy and and uh, let's see. Or a lady. See, I don't give a shit. No, but gender. let's see the yeah. girls fight more oppressive men. Like then you can have your that cool makes fight sense. Scenes. Yeah. Then you can have your cool fight like, scenes. Even, and you can be like, yeah, like, not even like like a mercenary. Yeah. Like like his right hand man. It's like, yeah, I agree with everything this fucking dude is doing or whatever. Yeah. Like, make it make it a bad guy. Like make the bad guy a yeah. fucking bad guy. Yeah. Or like, like make it if you want to make it more complicated. Like um, obviously this movie would be weaker for it, but making uh Florence Pugh or like the just the younger sister being taskmaster so i almost thought dumb, that that was gonna happen yeah like dumb which i'm I happy didn't because like, yeah. character by her is fucking fantastic yeah this yeah. movie would have absolutely suffered putting oh absolutely behind 100%. a mask and, never yeah. and it's, it's one of my least favorite conventions too because yeah. everybody does it like yeah, yeah, you yeah. just you have so few um so little screen time to make characters and make all of these things twisted like it's, it just never works because you're focusing on the wrong thing so you bring that up and i think that's too. good because yeah they have their little fight, Natasha and Yelena have their fight, and then they they move on from that quickly. They have the truce, and then all of a sudden they're kind of working together now. They don't waste a lot of time being like, oh, well, like we're still fighting, and like we're so it, it is good that they don't kind of use that kind of trope where it's like, oh, now I have to battle my sibling again. So, it's like it's good that they moved on from that quickly. And so that's why I almost felt like it was kind of like a test when they battled. Not yeah, like I could I like, could see that. Yeah, I was just gonna say when Taskmaster showed up the first time after blowing up Natasha's car. I rolled my eyes so hard because I'm so sick of shields 
in the Marvel Universe. She's Absolutely. literally copying Captain it's America. Just the, she's just <laughs> yeah. copying Captain America. Well, so the Taskmaster from the comics looks like it also, they also have a shield. Yeah, because she's copying right. Captain the same America. Same thing, yeah. yeah. Just seeing that in another movie, I was like, oh my gosh, if I have to see another that's shield, I'm going to throw the, myself but that's, out there's of the literally only other. There's literally only one other know, shield in the entire so Were you annoyed when she pulled out a bow and was hockey? Were you annoyed when she had claws and was like Black, Black Panther? Panther? There hasn't been a whole show devoted to, to bows I'm or just claws saying, and stuff. It's really yeah. easy to translate. There's literally like a Hawkeye and Black Panther show both coming out, so... It's, I'll complain about it then. Okay. It's, it's really easy to translate the idea that she can copy everyone's fighting yeah. style if you have like a, a sort of prop to work with. So it's like the idea that she has a shield obviously shows that she's like studied Captain America's techniques. The fact yeah. that she has the claws is an obvious way to translate that. It makes that sense in the story. Yeah. Just for me I get personally, what you're saying. after watching but Falcon to me it's and Winter like, Soldier, I was yeah. like, oh my god. Falcon Winter Soldier goes way over, <laughs> way over many, the head. They have too many shields. <laughs> so <laughs> by, by far, Falcon Winter Soldier is the worst Marvel show and like I'm a huge Captain America fan, and it compared to Loki yeah. and and uh, WandaVision, WandaVision, it fucking sucks. <laughs> I kind of I'm kind of starting to come around on that. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the most cinematic. It, it's the least original of the three. The the, the, the whole plot sucks. Yeah, the whole show. Yeah, no, yeah. not the whole show. Sebastian Stan's amazing, and so is yeah. uh, uh, Zemo. We've already Fair given you know. that show. I know, like a like hundred okay, Zemos. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, the uh, the the scene where Taskmaster first shows up and blows up um, Natasha's car is also was an eye roll for me because I just I hate like oh they weren't in direct contact with the blast they survived that concussive force roll the car halfway yeah. down the street that person is dead I absolutely hundred so percent a times that, dead I, looked oh, at I pointed you out earlier it's like that. the cars they were driving are apparently the safest because it's not the only time like they get fucked up in the car yeah. like, I'm like okay they should be they dead twice. Yeah, it's, it's like an old SUV too. Yeah, like it's not like anything special. Yeah. So when they shot that, I looked over at you, Calvin, because b- right before she gets shot, she's making a left-hand turn, and the way it's shot, you can tell that her car's about to get blown up. Yeah, absolutely. No, I did not. I yeah. didn't see that. You didn't see that? No, I saw it. I was, I was I was looking at I was looking at a few other things. Okay, like the, the way the shot she was framed stops. and the cameras and everything, you yeah. can tell it's coming. She stops, like, like the music cuts out, and it kind of just holds there for a minute. And you're like, okay, obviously something's uh, literally, like, yeah, there's going to be an explosion or a gunshot. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's pretty obvious something's about to happen, I think. Yeah, that no, that made me jump pretty bad because I was actually (laughs) looking, because I wasn't paying attention to that. Because, like, I was just looking, I was like, ah, at least we get to look at Norway. Like, that was like. Norway at nighttime. It's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, they're right. She's right there on the fjord. Like, uh, absolutely. What? Give me, well, give me more know. of that. A yeah, give me the, the, yeah, like, yeah, give me. Yeah, give me. She all over America, Calvin. <laughs> so I took notes, and every time I wanted to write something about Taskmaster, I I messed it up twice. I I kept writing Task Manager. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's what you get for having such an old computer. <laughs> and I, I feel like, oh crap, that's not what I meant. Right, Taskmaster. That's what I think of every. T- I, I've I've done really well. The only time I've said it is on purpose, but I I've come close to already just a few times recording now to be like, yeah, Taskmaster. When she does this, I want to say Task Manager every time. <laughs> okay, so we've I think we've discussed her enough. I just really like I like I like how I like the idea of yeah. that character existing. I just there's not enough of it as far as as far as like visually speaking too. It's a great job. Yeah, and I think the 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 biggest like kind of disparity as far as like action scenes go is is that she has that fight with Red Guardian and you don't see any of it because I wanted to see that fight. I've like I wanted to see him get his ass kicked. The only time he really shows off his super strength is like when he's beating guys at arm wrestling or like, escaping and like trying yeah. to jump out of the yeah. The thing. I'm just saying you never see it enough, and so I thought like 
I thought maybe he'd like hold his own for a minute and then lose, but you don't even get to see that. Yeah. You just see it start and then he loses. That's it. Yeah, everyone everyone got to say their favorite Red Guardian scene, but me. So I was just gonna say <laughs> when they're at the uh, the farmhouse and he goes in to like comfort the sister after she like storms off from the kitchen table. Oh my god, this part's great. Yeah, he's like telling her the story about he got frostbite and his. I wrote down. My father goes toilet on my hand. That's <laughs> such a great line. So <laughs> no one talks like that. It's ridiculous. It's such a weird line. Because it's 35 Celsius and staved off the, the, the frostbite. frostbite. <laughs> That's so weird. It's I like that. It's funny that he says goes toilet on my hands and then uses stave off yeah. in like the next <laughs> yeah. like how what where is your level of has the vocabulary <laughs> the vocabulary of a four-year-old and then all of a sudden he farewell like douchebags yeah. i was like that's so yeah. proper i guess well no he he said that in russian yeah, yeah he does but yeah. it was farewell douchebags which is i mean he still could speak fluent russian because he's very, russian it's very formal and then he says douchebags so <laughs> yeah i do like that formal. i do like that scene how he, he tries to tie it into like that's how being a good parent is about like yeah i'm willing to piss on your hands <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you're not getting the short end of the staff me peeing on you yeah. right <laughs> i just thought it's funny because it does it just sounds like a funny line that they're just like oh playing for laughs but it actually he has like a point behind it yeah. i mean it doesn't like really hit home for me but it is like it a, funny. it's a funny yeah. attempt at yeah. it like so uh, w the thing that i really started to notice i mean like you know, after i think when you get to a certain age um you start to see you know everybody in every film from something, or at least a majority of them, like Rachel Weisz is in The Fountain, um, The Mummy. Um, she's in so many things. You, you've got David Harbour in um, Stranger, Stranger things. things. He's in the Hellboy reboot, no and now this. That. And then Florence. <laughs> that movie was not good. Yeah, and then Florence Pugh's in Little Women. Women. She's in Midsummer. She's in um, uh, Lady Macbeth. She's you know in uh, a ton of things as well and then you have Calvin obviously likes her i mean yeah like i mean come on like who wouldn't have like the biggest celebrity crush on oh, probably the babe, best dude. actress right now like and especially yeah she is she did a so great job cute. this movie dude um and then you obviously have scarlett johansson who's been like who's i mean obviously the biggest star out of everybody but it's it's just interesting thing seeing as how like Marvel movies are commercials for themselves, for the other movies, and they're all built on this idea of star power. Let's take let's take a character we find endearing and just play on that actor's idiosyncrasies, their their char charisma, and that is the draw of Marvel. I don't yeah, even absolutely. That's well, why that's why I feel like they fixed Thor in the third one. I kind of well, I don't know that yeah, that's I the point that. is to have start well cuz like okay so Robert Downey Jr plays Iron Man, he's kind of like coming off of like some like personal problems. Oh no no no. I'm not been a so, while so what I'm that. not what, what I'm not talking about is that the star power was what drew them oh, in the okay, first okay, place. Okay. It's that it's like that that's kind of what it is now because they've created this universe yes. where they are so big. Gotcha, gotcha. So, okay, but I like, misunderstood. Cuz yeah. like the thing is is like when they did Thor, you know, they they uh used Tom Hiddleston and um uh Chris Hemsworth and they were the the showrunners or the movie runners were roundly panned for using um uh, no name actors in right, like yeah. like and that was the thing and now you see like oh well yeah that that makes that makes plenty and of now sense. Neither one of them are no name actors. Yeah, exactly They're because they have so much. They, yeah. yeah, they let the the individual actor make enough choices or like embody the characters. Like they're either written around them or they're good enough at adapting these these parts of scripts however they're written you know i'm sure each film is different because they have different producers and different directors but they have this way of preserving a character's identity 
through the vehicle of the actor. Which the perfect I think representation of this is Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Yeah. I think that's I think that's like right where they hit the nail right on the head is we're like this character fits this actor just magnificently. Yeah. He does not seem like the kind of like big box office movie like he no because he he's he done said like he he said multiple times like i'll never do a marvel yeah, movie like, like he's absolutely like he is the kind of actor who seems like he wants to get a role that like is so interesting and something that he can like really dive into and play well like it, he's like he's not the kind of guy who's like yeah i'll go around and just shoot people like that's not yeah, like, the yeah. kind of role he and would that's take why on. dr strange is like and yeah and i totally him, agree yeah. i think that the, the character fits him as an actor and i think you're right what i thought you meant is when you said the star power i think that the star power is like what drives like people to go see him no and i don't yeah I, but i'm yeah i misunderstood but I, yeah, think, no, I, I think i think that, yeah. yeah and i think that is now because i mean like every single one of you see one of those characters in any other movie now it's uh, like oh that's cap america right there yeah, yeah. exactly uh, like even in like especially jeremy renner like um, he's Hawkeye. Yeah, exactly. Like, and they're he's like, he's done great movies. Yeah, he's done. He's <laughs> yeah. done some Hurt fantastic. Locker, yeah, the town. Um, great what was movie. it? Wind River. Was he? It was Arrival too. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, in Arrival. He's in Arrival. Yeah, he's great in Arrival. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's, he's actually good probably he's he actually does. probably one of the reverse ones. Like, he's great in that movie. He was tag. he was like big, and then came in as like a bit part in yeah. Marvel. He had done. He did the Bourne spinoff. It too. was so bad yeah, though. Bad. <sighs> I'm just well, the, made a bunch he, of movies. Made a bunch of money. So. It, but the movie itself was yeah. weak. But yeah, I'm saying, but yeah, yeah he's 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 been popular. Yeah, yeah. He's, and then he's, yeah, he does a good job. Well, now you have Tom Holland, who's like in all this stuff now. Who's well, yeah, yeah. Before this, he had one major movie role, which was also him co-starring with Chris Hemsworth in that Moby Dick movie. Yeah. Where he has like an asshole with moles on his face, and he made money, and he got rid of them all. So. What's that movie? Uh, what's that movie on Netflix that he did? Oh, the devil all the time. The devil all the that time. That movie fucking sucks. I've yeah. heard good things about it. It's, it's not good. It's fine, yeah. but he did that, and then he he's in like um. Uh, the movie with Daisy Ridley. It's based on a book. Okay, Chaos Walking. Yeah. And, and he's also he's doing Uncharted too with uh, Mark Wahlberg. And now he's doing all this voice acting now. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the the dude like just blew up after he was in Spider Man. Oh, like, cool. he's Spider Man. Like, he, yeah. he did a great job as Peter Parker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's in Onward. Like, yeah, he's in everything. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Even Chris great. Pratt in Onward is fantastic. Oh, that, great, is, yeah. that is fantastic. Um, and then the other thing I, I'd like to talk about is when you look at film history, how we change um, what is the the big draw in terms of, like, popcorn flick or blockbuster. You know, for the longest time, you had the musical. The musical was such a big, big thing, culturally significant uh, part of American film. Um, and now that's replaced by superhero movies. You take Good. all of, yeah, and you take all of the, uh, I think you'd have a different opinion if you actually grew up in the 50s because, like, those things Thank are, God I didn't. they're actually really good. They're, they're really uh-huh. entertaining to the same degree as, like, the, the, I mean, they're as deep as Marvel movies with all of the same, uh, um, they might be deeper. Yeah, that's possible. But that's yeah, fine. So that's like, but they're not as good. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it, they are the same type of movie, and you've taken the idea of all of the scripted dances, the this really high art form, and you've moved it into like you know there were fight scenes and s- sorts of things like um, in uh, in older movies they're ultra scripted, really goofy. There's only a handful of people now. You've you know you've re you've taken all of the energy from the dance numbers in musicals and you've put them into the fight sequences of all of these superhero movies like this is like the apex of action in your film it doesn't matter if the apex is dancing it doesn't matter what it is it's like it's i get what you're saying like yeah it's, it's like this is the thing that you wanted to see and you you're 
anticipating it and when you go see these movies whether it's a dance or a fight it's like yeah it's like yeah. You're, you're hitting that beat just in a different way yeah exactly and that's and that's i just find that so interesting to think about like like what where do we go next like what what's the next type of big draw that's going to revolutionize um why why we're going to to films in the first place i hate hearing that phrase like Oh, eventually there's going to be superhero fatigue. I remember like what, what was it like 2016 or 17 when Batman vs Superman came out? 16. Was it 16? Yeah. And I remember hearing back then it was like there's all these articles. It's like superhero fatigue is setting in because like it didn't do like as well as they thought it would. The box office. Nice. Good. And so, but but I'm saying like it's it's been years of like this speculation that eventually the the draw the box office draw of a superhero movie will completely well, fall off. Well, I'm pretty sure they started talking and about I this like early Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, trilogy. Uh, this movie is gonna make so much money. Yeah, for, I mean, first of yeah. all, it it they Disney Disney did uh, what I didn't think a lot of people were gonna think they were gonna do. They they waited it out. They waited till theaters started opening again. This, I mean, this movie waited like over a year to. It yeah. was delayed over oh, a year. More than a year. Yep. I mean, and they waited out. And this movie is gonna make so much money. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, this there is not any first pack theater I've been to yeah. in more than like more than a year now. There is there is no superhero fatigue. <laughs> this character is the least superhero of all the Avengers. Yeah. And this movie is gonna be financially uh, 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 just it's gonna do amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think to answer your question, Calvin, I believe the next Doctor Strange is actually a musical. So I think that's the direction they're going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope it's so. It's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Music. Oh, <laughs> honestly, honestly, that sounds so good. It does that not. It does so not sound good. All right, here's how much musicals suck. When I say the word Hugh Jackman or the name Hugh Jackman, you don't think of all the fucking musicals he's done. You think of Wolverine. That's because none of those are musicals. There's a big. They cr- sing in them, and they're yeah. movies. They're there's musicals. A, there's a there's a big difference in the modern uh, rendition of musicals and what a musical really is. So, like things that are modern. Like when that is the way it is now, that is what it is. That's what it's because I mean. it's that's, changed. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is like when I when I'm referring to the Hollywood musical, I'm referring to everything pre '90s. Are you talking like but the no sound of music or something? No one cares about those movies, Calvin. Yeah, but that's what I'm talking about the, the the change of history and how superhero movies have taken that that apex crown as the reason. Were musicals the, the most successful movies coming out back then? I don't think that's true. Yeah, yeah that was, that was, those were the sure the 80s, yeah, like, like so Predator and Terminator. It's not the 80s. Oh, no, way before You the said 80s. before yeah. the 90s. I'm talking about pre-90s. There, in the, even in the, the 80s, 80s, pre-90s. Even in the 80s, there were musicals, but those aren't the, that's not the height of the Hollywood musical. Okay, even when I think of so, 70s movies, so the, I don't the think the recent musicals, musicals yeah, were successful, them, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I understand is the idea was, like, so when kind of feature films started being a thing and musicals were really popular, it was because people wanted to see like a, like something they would see in a theater, like a musical at a theater, like literally on stage. And so now that it was put to film, more people were able to see these because the popular thing was to go and see like a stage play or like a musical on stage. And so now that you could have these wide releases of musicals, that's why they were like the big draw because people who couldn't make it to these plays could now see it in a, at a local theater. And like that's why they were like the big thing is like that's my understanding kind of the history behind why musicals were essentially like really the big draw for a while. I mean, I mean, part of it like you could you you would pl- have plenty of stage plays that weren't uh, musicals as well. But I think I just think that so many plays were all there were there was just as many plays as there were musicals. Right. So that that trend just continued. Like yeah. that that's really more of why it was what they were so popular but they were they're so easy to make catchy like when you have a catchy song like that is uh you know that can we're set apart so off the rails oh my god but but yeah but like <laughs> 
But yeah, so that's what that's, that's but that. But I think that's what we're talking about. Is like, and I think you know when you talk about superhero fatigue, I don't think that exists either. Yeah. As I long don't. as they're continuing to be made, because it's the, it's the idea of hero archetypes. They're always going to come back around as long as you make these stories different enough and engaging enough and still hitting on all of the right notes. I don't think that there's really a necessary end you know i think eventually you're gonna you're just gonna have you're going to have to introduce new characters you're going to have to do more prequels because eventually these things just like any tv show that goes past season three it's going to to turn into hot steaming garbage well and i think you bring that up and and we saw the trailer for shang chi during this movie great and you're talking about like kind of making it new doing Mm. new things i mean this is like like a kung fu movie coming out in the marvel universe i actually which looks kind of neat like it looks cool yeah it's got abomination in it yeah i think it's cool because i i do agree with you it's like if they want this to continue to be successful you can't just you can't just put out captain america over and over again you can't just you can't just put out iron man over and and over again and you can't just change the lead actor either because it is the same it's 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 too similar that's why dc's uh formula doesn't work you keep doing the same shit and just plugging new actors or new directors or new stories in it's just like hey dude like i don't give a fuck about this anymore it's dark grimy batman over and over again it's like it's it's just yeah no i get it but i do i do agree that you need to keep like you need to be fresh. You do something to make it fresh. And yeah. I think that's – I am excited for Shang-Chi because it, it does look like – It looks great. looks like a kung fu movie. I'm that's excited say, like, for it. That's the reason why I'm excited with Eternals too because that looks very different than what Marvel has yeah. done before. So, like, didn't they do that successfully with Spider-Man? Just, like, switch out the actor? Uh, successfully? What? How do you mean successfully? So, like, what you're saying with the DC and how you can't just, like, switch out an actor. So, are you talking about with, like, uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield? Because those no. movies were not I think successful. He's saying, no. I think he's saying Andrew Garfield Holland. changing to Tom Holland. Uh, so, that's very different because they plug them into a cinematic universe. That already exists. That has, like, a bunch of other characters and, yeah, like, plots playing into also, another movie. It's also different because, like, the tone of that movie is completely different. Completely different, Mark. yeah. So Which is not as good. Yeah, it definitely gets a leg up right. because it's moving into an established successful right. which and everybody had yeah. wanted it for so long yeah. like hey well, we have all these other super can we get some fucking spider-man in here and then yeah. it finally happen and, it's, and it's a huge huge you deal. could have you could have cast anyone as spider-man i disagree with that i disagree i think and i 100 percent disagree with that because what i was going to say is i think that the the first three function well as their own the, the raimi films can we figure out a timestamp to where this stopped being about black widow and it just devolved into marvel i'm fine with talking about marvel but let's just let's just make sure we'll we'll put yeah, in we'll a timestamp for you guys yeah so a little thumbnail yeah. you guys know we that we do need to finish the review of this movie i think we more or less have because <laughs> i do not we have the, not we it's have moved not into finished. the broader discussion of this but, but but to what you were saying i do think that the only reason that the new ones work is because of tom holland because that character for once do for the new once, ones work yeah, the, no, nah. the 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 only reason they really work is that the character of Spider-Man, the plucky, sarcastic teenager, is the only time that that has ever been seen on film was was with Tom Holland. I Andrew did Garfield. not watch the Andrew Garfield movies. They're okay. They're not as no, good. Those movies though. fucking suck. No, yeah, like, but that's what I'm saying. Is but like, he is quirky and sarcastic, and he makes a jokes that, like... He's not quirky. I think it's a completely I, but different it's, character. But it's Tom true. Holland. He's very cool. He's yeah. not quirky. Yeah. 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 You're right, you're right. He's, like, yeah. skateboarding and doing yeah. kickflips, like, Andrew His Andrew spiky Garfield hair is, like, and no cool. glasses. I'm like, this is not Peter Parker. He's, like, a cool kid. What I meant by you could have cast anyone is, like, I mean, like, that first scene in Civil War where he, like webs the shield I away. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, God. Well, get the fuck on the I'm, I'm just saying, people just wanted to see Spider-Man for so long that you could just put 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 your best boy in that mm-hmm. scene. It's been two years and, since they see and, Spider-Man. And, and, <laughs> show, and show him webbing yeah. uh, the shield away from Iron Man, yeah. I mean, uh, from Captain America, and it's and that's uh, 
everyone just goes wild either way. It doesn't matter if it's Tom Holland behind that mask or, or a best boy. No one knew who yeah. Tom Holland yeah. was. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, I agree. Tom Holland, uh, he, he does a good job. I think he helps it be successful in the following movies. What I meant is, like, once it kind of changed to adding a Spider-Man to the Marvel Cinematic Tom Universe, Holland it does could have been great. anyone, and it, you just needed to see him on screen, and people would have gotten nuts. Well, Tom Holland does think, great think in the Avengers movies. Yeah. He does not too great in the Spider-Man movies. But that's what I mean. Like, it's like, I okay, disagree with you there. Like, he's very funny in the Spider-Man movies. I think movies. the, the I don't, new Spider-Man movies kind of suck. The reason why they're good is because of the villains. Yeah, the villains, too, like, are really good. But, yeah, I, do, I think about that in, in all of the Avengers movies. Like, honestly, they're terrible. They're so... So so bad because what you do is like you you you've built up all of these characters. We don't need to know any more about them. But the, like the first one just goes through like and gives. Okay, now we gotta have Iron Man one-liners, and now we gotta have Thor one-liners, and then we just and it's just like it's so stupid, it's so contrived, and it's just to try and fit all of these things into a, each other. And like that's what I don't think like like you could plug anyone you wanted to into an Avengers movie because they're terrible. No matter who's going to be, I think that's kind of terrible. I don't think they're terrible for that part. I think the the like the the essence of the Marvel film with the 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 plucky character uh, actor playing their part that is not in any of the Avengers films, which is fine with me because I've watched all the movies leading up to it, so I don't need them to like. I don't need that, but they try that though. That's what I mean. They throw too many of them in there to like think. Yeah, remember how you know Robert Downey Jr. He's so sarcastic and so funny. Did you guys forget about that? I think all you need is the reminder. I, I. I don't care that character I don't care that the character like aren't developed or aren't very deep in those movies because the whole point of those movies is to just be a spectacle. Yeah. They're not supposed to you know really drive or develop a character. Those movies yeah. are just to well, be a spectacle. But, so but what I'm saying is yeah, like so all of the dialogue being a spectacle because I cuz that's just it's just cool to see a culmination of like years of films come together because right. I've never seen that it's, before. It's 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 more yeah. of an event than like a yeah. necessarily it's, a film. Yeah. It's like everyone's yeah. going to this like you need to see this now. It's like it's so. like getting on a the new roller coaster. It's just something you got to got to go on and it doesn't matter that it didn't have a a deep narrative. Oh, I'm not just, saying that. That's <laughs> not what I'm saying. You just get on the roller coaster because it's really cool. Yeah, like, but that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is like they still include these really cliched lines just to preserve the things like from the old yeah. films. That's I more what I mean. You can't just make the character a new character. In the no, movie no, no, no. I'm not saying that you you just need to show them I wonder and have if, them do their action bits because that's all the Avengers they, they are. They need to have lines too. Yeah, but they don't need to the, be the, as The contrived. Avengers aren't just action heroes. I, mean, I know. They're very comical. But the lines are, 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 are so, so below, below quality. Why did you do that? Sorry, my finger slipped, guys. Please continue. Oh. Finger lion. That's fine. Yeah, but I mean the lines are so below quality, like they're not even necessary. They're so confusing. They're just trying to they're build. They're not confusing. Up. I don't understand how you're confused by these movies. Maybe because you just don't watch the no, other what I'm ones saying enough is, is like, or something like that. Because like when I watch these movies, I have, I mean, I feel related to the characters as much as I do in any other movie that they're in. Yeah, but that's what I'm. What I'm saying is like if you just pulled out the. Um, the joke or like the the character of it and just had them saying a plot line it would work better but I disagree you, with you but that's what i'm but because they don't work like you know having they you clearly do work that's why they're the highest selling movies of all time <sighs> i yeah. think that but they're think built they're on the assumption of the archetype like of the character that you've already built up and then they just throw in like these cheesy lines everywhere which is fine with me because i think all you need to do is broad strokes these characters just like give you a basic knowledge yeah. of what they are and I think they have to tie in, obviously, enough with like the, what they've done previously. That way, people who maybe aren't like completely caught up can still enjoy the new movies. So, like, I, I don't know. I think it's like weird to 
kind of really take a a deep look at the characters in yeah. the adventure yeah. movies because those I movies might, are not really about the I characters. Might just it's be, about the spectacle of it. And I might just be harping on specifically the first one. There's like The first one's not good. Yeah, there's like oh, it's still I good. can't remember if it's the first one or the second, but there's a dumb oh, monologue um of that uh Robert Downey Jr. has against with with Loki and it's just it's utter garbage. It's speaking of Avengers and conversations with Loki there's a great tie-in to Black Widow with that. So Black Widow... <laughs> Back gets, to the movie. Black Widow gets captured once they get to the little flying fortress, and she's confronted with Drakonov. Oh, let's say the, the, red, the red ledger. Drakov. And she finds out that she can't harm him because it's some like she, she's been conditioned to like smell his pheromones and not be able to harm him, which is lame. I think they could have found a... Like, she's mentally conditioned. I think the idea of, like, oh, you have a pheromone or something, I think that's kind of odd. But anyway, so she can't harm Draco, and she does kind of a she, – she pulls a, a total Loki thing on him where she, like, she gets gets him to beat her up and be like – she's like, oh, you're just a – you're just, like, beating up little girls, don't you? And like, little girls who can't fight back, isn't that – like, you get off on that or whatever, and – and she's like, oh, yeah, basically like, uh, please let me uh, let me get you so angry that I trick you into revealing your evil plot. And then of course he does it. And yeah. it, it's like, I'm just saying, uh, you need to have a uh, just a couple brain cells in order to like catch what's going on. This wasn't like a clever part of the movie no, by any not. means. Yeah. And I I, I I just <laughs> the it's like these movies can have like a lot of heart and like the characters can have like great charisma. And then you get to scenes like this where it's like, oh my Jesus God, just let the scene be over. Just like just let me know that he's a bad guy and we'll move on. So, so I, I thought that that was a little clever because obviously it looked like Scarlett Johansson wanted him to like punch her or whatever and like trick him into doing that. But I was still waiting to figure out why. So it, it worked for me. I thought it was obvious to reveal his big plan because that's what no, she No, I think he's talking to, about the like break the nerve break for the nose. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, which oh. I thought, Which I thought was great. I but as far as like, like very, I, right. very Austin Powers-ish as far as like, she was let's like, get him explain, explain the plan. Or yeah, she was you like, I mean? you weren't strong enough. And she like bashes her face. Okay, that's, I was like, that's That part badass. was cool. Okay, yeah. yeah, you like cringed up in your chair when she did that. Yeah, I was like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. Smash her face on the desk. Personally, I thought that was dumb. She could have just done that before she got in. Oh my like, god, you're so right. <laughs> yeah, but then he'd be she like, the but then she wouldn't so know. But then she had to, she had to find the key to what was going on and how to yeah, do all Yeah, but she could have just tricked him to do that. Like you know, she come in like, with a broken nose. And but that's like, what's thing. wrong with your face. Yeah, well, she because she had well, the wait, she had the mask. She didn't need to worry about whether or not she, she had would have broken, broken the nose mask. Well, no, okay, okay. Here's the reason why she didn't have her nose broken already. She needs to get him to like reveal the plan and and show how he unlocks the little thing. She absolutely could have done that the exact same way. With that, w- while still guaranteeing that she wouldn't have to worry about if she could kill him or not. Yeah, but then you don't, they don't get the need cool to... head bash scene. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. But you mean like, by, like still. just pretending that she couldn't and, harm and, him, and, and then like, and freezing? then you don't. Yeah, get the exactly. Cool scene she could have just done that. Like, she, and then she could have just still mind gamed him to reveal it. It was place. all the same thing. It was all mind games in the first place. So whether or not she actually physically can hurt him or not doesn't matter. I'm also, glad that wasn't the movie we got. Do we I like? It was a cool scene. Yeah, me too. Do we like the sort of Ocean's Eleven esque like? 
this is the th- so they they get captured and it turns out it's all just a big plan like the mom's in on it they have fake masks on to yeah, like each it. other. do we like that flashback cuz it is basically like it's like a heist movie where they they go back and explain why so I like, it is the way it is I, and why it's working i feel like the reason i feel like the reason why it works in this scenario cuz i don't like it in oceans and weapons i don't like that shit but i feel like the reason why it works here is because david harbour's character and uh, Lawrence Peace's character have not no fucking idea what's going okay, on because they weren't around when they had to make this plan very quickly you switch clothes and hair and faces yeah right. i hate i hated it uh from the outset because if melina is still working for Drakov, why in the world are we trusting her at all but she wasn't because she literally she was they, they like broke down together her and scott johansson no, that's no, why no, she's she, like hey i called them like, yeah let's get this shit going but that's the thing see she already betrayed them if they didn't have that heart to heart there was no reason to trust that she wouldn't have done that in the first place because she's still working for him yeah i think we just because she admits to it that's why that's yeah why. yeah but or, but what i'm saying I, is I like even before they, like that didn't need to be revealed she had already betrayed them. i don't know if they, that's why I, you shouldn't have i don't know if I don't know if she betrayed on purpose. Like I don't know if she's she was doing her job. I dude. don't know if she betrayed. I think she. It, it could be interpreted that she did the betrayal. She's like, I called them. That way we can do this face swap, get on the ship, and 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 take this guy no, down. No, I feel like she it called them be, to get them arrested. I'm just saying it could yeah. be interpreted that way as well. It could be interpreted that she originally wanted to just get them captured, or I think I think you could take it as, hey. I'm set this plan in motion. That way, we can like take this ship over, get get rid of the red room. So I feel it like it be, just. It, I think it could be taken either way. I feel like it just plays into like a lot of the manipulation that the the main antagonist has over all the characters, which is the point of his character, which is like why she did that instantly. He's like, "Hey, I need to do this. I need to call it in." And she's like, "Oh shit, I shouldn't have done this because I actually, you know, I like you people better." I think you're probably right. Yeah. I, I just like the idea of the the scene makes more sense in my head if it's like it's like the plan that she had from the beginning to like oh I'm gonna call them and then you and I are gonna pull a little switch. I thought like she would have told yeah. them. Then, but that that's the, the thing is yeah. like they're they them going naively to the ranch in the first place and like oh this is our mother this is our friend. Well, like, the choice they have that's the only choice they have. It's they the literally could have they literally could have just shown up and kidnapped her or strapped her down or done an interrogation because which she know. would not have spoken. But they know that she's compromised. Did you know that she's working? That's why they for have him. to work towards the emotional pull to get her to be on their side. Otherwise, she just get tortured and not I, say shit. I agree with that. It's that's but kind that's, of like that's, that's clearly what gets not her. how their characters are acting though. They're basically just acting like, oh yeah, nice to see you. Like oh, everything's hunky dory. Like it's not hunky dory or nice to see her. That's literally the opposite of the whole vibe of the dinner scene. Yeah, but they're not acting like that. Is the thing they, they, they literally like, are they, acting they, like they're that? They're sitting at a table, very calm and they're not very worried. angry at each other the entire time but they are not These worried two dudes about that completely like, different yeah, movies Scarlett Johansson's the only one who's like angry everyone else no Lawrence like, Pugh is pissed the fuck off that's why she's not talking and drinking and goes into the other room no, yeah, she doesn't upset. go into the other room until Scarlett Johansson said that it was all a lie I think that she was upset because yeah, she, she says, was upset she the says whole the time she says the best part I don't of my fucking life want food. yeah and she's like I don't want the food like instantly she's not happy with the situation I didn't get that impression maybe I'm wrong I think that Scarlett Johansson and Lawrence Pugh's characters are upset during that scene I think it, it starts out nice, and then they, they become upset for sure. I think they're upset because it is nice. I think that's why they're mad. It's just like you guys are acting like nothing fucking happened. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I mean. Like they, the, the, the threat of them being uh, betrayed is very, very real. But and they have no other option, Calvin. Yeah, but, that's, but they're not even acting like there's any 
there's any time that like there's there's no uh immediacy for why they're doing any of this you know there like, is immediacy why they're no doing no, no that's what i mean like they're not doing anything they know that they're about to get betrayed they know if they know if they're wary about all these things they know it's imminent and they're just kind of sitting around like talking about the good old days like what they're the not fuck trying are to they scared they're not talking about the good, they're talking about how bad it was they're that's what good i mean they're not trying to actually get anything done knowing that they are about to get double crossed when scarlett johansson stays okay, stands up at the table was like I'm leaving. I'm gonna go do this by myself. I just wanted to know if we liked the Ocean's Eleven flashbacks. No, it's <laughs> I did. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the face uh, masks. I so wasn't either. Me either. I'm not gonna that's lie. I, I'm not gonna lie. Done it a lot of times, that, yeah. and I have not. I have I'm not glad. Expected. I think it would be like a lazy trick to like have that earlier in the movie. So then, what happens later? You're like, I'm glad oh, they, they did didn't that do earlier. That. Well, so I'm they, they do it. They do it in other Marvel movies. like Scarlett Johansson does. But I was not expecting it at all. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that in this movie. It'd be different if because like in Mission Impossible movies, you know they have that technology and they do it all the time. Yeah. So it'd be different. Like in the Mission Impossible movie, it'd be like, oh, I bet a mask is gonna come off. But in this movie, I wasn't expecting it. they do do it in other Marvel movies. That's what I'm saying. But it's very different. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't been like set up in this movie at yeah. all. And yeah. I don't even remember the last. Uh, the last time I remember was like. uh, uh, Winter Soldier when she pretends to be. Yeah, like that. that's the only time. I, I think that's the only of. time. Yeah. I think so, too. so it's not yeah. like a it's very big thing. It's, yeah, a, it's like an offshoot. Yeah. In this, in it was this like six years ago yeah. or something, right? Seven. Yeah. It's yeah. not something that I associate with these movies. Yeah, so not. it was a cool little little thing, and I thought it was pulled off. I I don't love the pheromone thing. I think I said that, but I I do like. I was literally in the middle of writing a note. I was like, this is so just the Loki scene again. And then she says, like, thank you for your cooperation. And, and I just, like, stopped writing the note. That, so like, it reminded, okay, me, like of <laughs> the, it reminded <laughs> me of the the very first scene she's in, in in the Avengers when she's tied to the chair. Right, yeah. Like, so oh, yeah, that's a good shout, yeah. I was like, oh, so she's doing the same thing. It's a very, very classic Black Widow trick. Yeah. It was a cool – Yeah. And I think I – think like I said, this movie should have been, I think, more of a send-off for that character. I agree Scarlett with you. Yeah. And, and I think the last act kind of does that pretty well. Because that her, is more her in the room her. with uh, with Draco Malfoy, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> like yeah. that That's her best part of the movie, easily. Yeah. And like even though it's like some of it's kind of cheesy or whatever, it's very very fitting to Scarlett Johansson and uh, Natasha Romanoff's character. Yeah. yeah. So I, I wasn't – I didn't, like, hate that whole thing. I just knew exactly what was going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And so then – the nerve, the nerve broken thing was not what I was expecting, but yeah. somewhere along those lines. So, was, yeah. so then we get to the and and we're I think we're getting close to wrapping this up. But I wanted to talk about this scene. So all the black widows come in, cause, and he's like, "Kill her, make her suffer," because you know, <laughs> and, and like I I cannot abide this in movies. And and I think the worst culprit of this is uh, Matrix Reloaded. When Neo yeah. is fighting like a thousand Smiths, it's something like that needs pulse. to die in movies. And this idea of like seventeen people bum rushing one person, like you would just beat that person up. Like, especially it's when not, they all have the exact like, same training that it's, she does. It's, like, it's not a fight. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, it like like two on one. More than likely, the two people are just yeah. gonna win. And like we understand, like this Black is, Widow is like very very proficient at fighting and things like that. Like, but like you the, said, like, she's not fighting schoolyard children. No. she's fighting other trained. And like so, she does end up getting like fucked up. But it's always eventually, and it's always after she just wrecks a couple of people. But it's like you watch in the background. It's literally, it's just the whole frame is lined with just these girls standing. Yeah, they just right, waiting yeah. to get like, fucked up. Yeah, and it's it's just something. It's like you know what what you do in a scene like that. Um, I don't know, because the, the, the whole, like, station in the sky is falling apart. Have that little Black Widow room, like, split in half. And, like, there's only three Black Widows that can make it to the room to, like, get to 
Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, make it more realistic. And yeah. so it's like a three-on-one fight. Yeah. And you can have a cool scene with that. that. You can cool. have cool choreography yeah. that way. Yeah. But you have you have 15, 16 people in there. Just, they would just beat her up. Like, yeah. it's it's just, it's just come up with a better way to have a cool fight scene. It, like, like the, the captains of the Black Widows are the only ones who got into the room. And they're like the best of the best, the elites. And they are the ones who like beat up Scarlett Johansson after she puts up an admirable fight. I just, I cannot abide this whole like, 15 people standing in the background while two people get their ass kicked. Yeah. And then two more people step in. They no, get their ass kicked. I, that happens, I hate that shit. That happens yeah. in nearly every single action movie. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. And it's not good. And I love I love putting myself in that character like mindset. Like, God, I hope she's still alive. So when I get my chance. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like they're just literally sitting there like, oh, man, it's just not a good opening for me to get in there and look all flashy and stuff because I can't just tackle someone. Yeah, that would be like crude. S- Three or four, three or four of them would have been just just fine. Yeah, because it would have been like a little bit too much, but she still would have been able to hold her own for a minute. But like, yeah, having those, like, why would they all not just bum rush her right away? We talk about suspension of disbelief a bit, especially in movies like this, and and I'm fine to do it most of the time. That's just one. That's just it's hard. It's a trope in action movies that I just cannot stand. Like, I think a, a a movie that does it really well, where it's one guy taking on a lot of people, is John Wick, and I think. It's because of the choreography, the way it's set up, is it's usually he's like moving through room to room to room, or he's moving down a hallway. He's not fighting. He is fighting many people in a short period of time, but they're all like separated by a a distance. And the one time where he does literally fight, like, like he fights the two, the two uh, brothers or whatever, twin brothers at the same time. Like that's very realistic because he's like having a very hard time. Yeah, dudes who are half his size. I just think that's that's a good example of that's a that's that's making your main character look really badass, taking on a lot of people. And a bad example of that is Keanu Reeves again doing it in Matrix Reloaded where it's just a bunch of Mr. Smiths standing there waiting for their turn to punch him. And this this movie does the same thing when they're fighting Natasha. It's just people standing in the background, and I cannot stand it. Yeah, I was going to say another good example is in Winter Soldier in the elevator when Captain America takes on, like, the whole group of people. I feel like that scene's great. It's really good, and it works because he's, like, ten times stronger than them. Yeah. And it's confined, so, like, you wouldn't even really have a good chance just to get your shot in. It works very well in that scene. The difference is Natasha is just as strong as these other widows, so it doesn't make sense. I mean, she's more talented and things like that. That's why I think she could take, like, three or four, was I think. It's, like, 20 versus one. The way that Connor put it earlier, I think. That would be the yeah, great way to do yeah. it. Yeah. So you just see you, people in the background just standing around waiting for their turn, and it looks ridiculous. I think like, literally yeah. you could have had some of the other ones fighting yeah. uh, Gordon's Pugh's character. Yeah. And like escort, and like you could have had them escorting the dude out instead of like having him have other yeah. soldiers. Like there's a very there's a there's a better way to do that. Yeah. You're absolutely right with that. And so then that that scene closes when Lawrence Pugh shows up and she throws the serum at him and blows up, and they all figure out that they're not. They're being mind controlled and they don't want to do this anymore and they're going to run away. And uh, then you find out, you also find out from the big master plan that, uh, tell me what his name is again, Calvin. Drakov. Drakov. He basically Drakov. has like, he's had, he has like hundreds of black widows throughout the world who can basically de- destabilize governments. They can, he, he can, he feels like he can essentially rule the world by, you know, getting world leaders to do whatever he wants because he'll like threaten them enough. And so that's what I'm saying is, this movie does have very serious implications if they fail. I just like that it's not. Oh, we're gonna drop a city on the planet. Yeah, I like or, that. I, it's I, not I agree that. with you 100. So that's what I mean by this. This movie seems to be at a smaller scale, also because all this stuff is basically taking place behind the scenes. It's like they've he can destabilize the world through like espionage, not through a doomsday weapon. Yeah, the disaster is more understated. Yeah, than normal. 
and, and so I think that's it's why proportional I think it's to yeah, yeah, I think it's proportional to each hero's power. You yeah. know, I think that's really why some stories work better than others is because when the threat is proportional to the character's power, it it's more it makes believable. Sense. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I yeah, I don't uh I don't hate the, the big bad guy's plot. I hate how it was revealed. I hate the fight at the end. Do you wish that the I thought the big bad guy was in the movie very, like, very little. I was surprised. Do you guys wish that he was in a little bit more? Nope. I wish no. he was in less, if anything. Okay. I, I wish there was more Taskmaster less, if anything. I wish he wasn't in it at all. Okay. I think it, I agree with you. I think it was just Task. I wish it was, like, just Taskmaster, necessarily. Yeah. Like, left over? Like, that's the thing. It's like, here, we got to pick up the pieces of our old life. Yeah. And our demons and baggage still come after us. Because, like, the Dracoff, it could have been anyone. Because, like, yeah. Dracoff doesn't really have a... Anything I mean, that dude critical. does a great job. That actor is uh, fantastic in the movie The Departed. Other yeah. than that, I don't know anything else. But if they cut him and replace him with just Taskmaster, I think yeah, if you yeah, make fine. Taskmaster like a android or robot or something, I was kind of hoping and then, it was. And then you make it like a because that's that's how I think if you have like a y- your singularity, your your hyper intelligent AI, uh, it probably is going to find a really cool schemey way to like destabilize the planet, not like brute force it. It would find a way to do it in a more subtle way it's crazy that ultron didn't do that and so yeah right so i think that i think that <laughs> i would I, I don't know i think that would have been and and it plays into this idea that like these are all people who are like secret shadow assassins and so they wouldn't find a way to destroy the earth or change the planets and and derail governments through like physical means they would do it through kind of secrets and so that's why i don't have a problem with your big bad guy being not in the movie very much because it kind of plays to his role of he is just a background guy who's kind of sense. pulling the strings yeah. So I don't think he needs to play a big role. I I I'm, I'm I would not want him in it more. Yeah. I, I think he's in it t- uh, barely at all, and I think it's just enough because okay. it, it plays to his character. I think the only issue I have with that is, like I said, it's been played out in especially Marvel movies before. Is that same aspect of the guy behind the scenes, the dude yeah. behind the curtain? Because they talk yeah. about him the whole movie, but he's completely off screen. But you know about him. Yeah, and you know that's where the end game is. Yeah, no, I get that. I just think that. Oh my gosh, did I just say end game? Spoiler oh alert. <laughs> so. uh... So yeah, and, and we talked about the last scenes where she gets away and or the family gets away and she does her little last fight with Taskmaster and I think we I think we've covered enough of this. Yeah, I, uh, post credit screen, uh, post credit scene. Uh, it's real quick. Uh, you get the girl from Veep who's uh, in Falcon and Soldier recruiting, which he, actually Ju- is Julia Lewis Dreyfus. Yeah, Veep girl, <laughs> which is actually uh, so. Uh, I've never even seen Yolanda goes to. Natasha's grave because this is this is taking place after the events of Endgame. Yeah, and so she's like kind of there to honor her sister and see her and everything. And this is like the first time I think in the whole movie, at least the first one I really noticed that was kind of really blatant. It's the first time that they do that classic Marvel thing where you have a scene that has a lot of emotion and you're supposed to take it seriously, and then they undercut it with a joke because she's at the grave, and then all of a sudden, Veep girl is blowing her nose. Yeah. Yep. And it ruins the very, whole scene. Very, very, yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong there. So uh, that's a, but, but, uh, for, and as, then, for as funny as this movie is, they were really restrained on like undercutting these emotional moments with like really, really, I mean, you could when maybe they, say when they, the, when they did it with the jokes, it was with the sarcasm, which fit yeah. the, the setting of I what think, the conversation yeah, was. I think there was, was enough, a gentle rise yes. rather than an abrupt, like and different think, change in tone. Yeah. I think the movie had enough, yeah, I think it fit the tone enough of the movie that when they did make a joke during kind of, a, an emotional scene or a serious scene, it felt 
in it felt like it was not out of place. Yeah, it was a very Russian joke whenever they said it, yeah. which was so great for all the pain and suffering that yeah. they went through. For all the Russian folks and I think out there. Yeah. In a lot of in a lot of Marvel movies it's not. It's totally out of place and it, it, it it's like, oh, like I finally am connecting with this character emotionally and now I have a joke to I mean, like like roll my eyes at. That's how we, I feel. I mean I've been over this with you before and I like the jokes. Yeah, put them in there, but that's just my kind of. I was shocked by how restrained they were, and like that doesn't I really they, happen. I, in this I movie. thought they nailed it on the head. Like yeah. I thought they did a great job with yeah, it. Yeah, the, the humor in this movie is great. One thing that I hated about that. the post-credit scene when she's like, she's like, okay, so she's telling uh, basically new Black Widow, who's Lawrence Pugh, to go hunt down Jeremy Renner because it's his fault that Natasha died or whatever, which isn't true. She's trying to manipulate her, um, which is so odd to be a viewer who has seen like, I mean, if. Yeah, it's, assuming, it's weird. I'm assuming that if you're watching, if you're going to see Black Widow, you probably have enough of background on these other movies. So you know, like, Hawkeye is not responsible for it. Like, you know that. Yeah, he tried to and stop so it. Literally, he's, like, he literally could yeah. not stop it. But, uh, and she's like, she's, like, she's kind of, he's kind of cute, isn't he? It's like literally the worst picture of Jimmy Renner I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. <laughs> it's and really she's like, bad. he's kind of cute. I was like, he looks like shit. <laughs> like, I He's usually a pretty handsome dude, you know what I mean? But like, it is a bad. Picture. It's such it's a really bad, bad picture bad of him. Picture. I was like, he looks like garbage in there. He's yeah. got that. He's got that terrible haircut too. It's like he, dude, dude is like in his forties, and yeah. he's got a haircut of like someone from like a like a, a punk like Odell pop. Beckham or whatever. Yeah, yeah. like, like a soccer. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. some some young European soccer player hair. It's and like he, dude, he even it, has like the sleeve, like just like a soccer player. It's so bad. Like, yeah, it looks like they took his it. character is terrible. Yeah, like, it looks like they took that photo from his 2007 MySpace page. Dude, yeah. yeah, it does. It it's, was like, like not even like a pro, like a like a picture that like was taken of him. And he's like, like in the background of a party. Yeah, it's like, like he's yeah. like, it's like something it's you're bad. tagged in that you're like, yeah. oh my god, please take that yeah. down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I agree, it's terrible. Uh, but yeah, it is an interesting post credit scene. I, and I know they're setting her up to be in other other things, which is great because yeah. Lawrence Pugh is awesome in this. Yeah, she did great. She's gonna be, and she's instantly top of top of my line. If like I need to watch her stuff now. Mm. So I think, great job. I think to close this out, how many? Uh, on a scale of one to pew, how many pews do you guys give Ooh, this pew, one? Pew, pew. That's, that's two for Jaden. No, it. no, I was just making gun noises. <laughs> how many then? Uh, I thought you were going first. Uh, I'll give it uh, eight. Eight. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Eight I'm, pews, I'm, that's respectable. Yeah, I think so. I'll give it a 9.78. I like how the first person who gives their rating is basically it's like what sets the bar for everyone else. Because yeah. we don't really know what this rating <laughs> system is. <laughs> And so, if you yeah. like the movie better than McKinnon, you have to give it more than eight pews. I do <laughs> think it's very interesting that we're rating it in pews and not ScarJo's because she t- stole the she show. Is so and we've all pews, done Scar pews are higher than ScarJo's. Oh Whoa! Yeah, trust me, they okay. are. So, how so, many, Calvin? How many for you? Nine point seven eight for Jaden. Point five. Point five be- pews. Yes, because I'm literally gonna kick Calvin off because, the podcast. Because oh my gosh, yeah, because Florence yeah. Pugh is is the movie. And it doesn't. There's not enough of her. If you if you had her it's on like screen for every second, the then you'd get a pew. Um, but it would have to be amazing. Calvin like, has yeah, terrible yeah. taste in movies. People just I was, get that out of the way. Yeah, right honestly, now. like yeah. Please go back to and watch the the lighthouse. And that's not a bad movie. I'm just saying that you have <laughs> no. you're hating this movie more than you should. More than I you I enjoyed to. it. What I hate if you is enjoyed like, something, you don't give it a point five out of ten, Calvin. It's just I mean, you take thirty movies and you divide them 
up, and if they're all the same, they get they like I've had like I've had bad out. sex, but I would never give sex a point five out of ten, <laughs> no matter who it was with. It's always pretty good. Yeah, it's all like like I've never seen one movie in my life that I'd give a point five out of ten. I mean, we're we're gonna okay okay. Movies. I like I'll give it I'll give it like five Scarjos, but it's a point five pew. You're not making any sense here. That conversion rate doesn't check out, Connor. Yeah. What do you think? So then you're saying that this movie is better than Under the Skin, basically. Oh God, no! What? No. So I, when I when I what did I say for Under the Skin? I have no idea. I have to <laughs> review that. When when I watch Marvel movies, I always compare them to other Marvel movies because that's just kind of what makes you sense. Do. Yeah. Like, so I I wouldn't really know how to like I'm not going to compare this movie to Under the Skin. They're they're completely different. Yeah. So I'm not going to you know I'm not going to like compare it to Lighthouse. I'm not going to compare it to other things that we've talked about on this show. Uh, in comparing it to other Marvel movies, I think it's like it's it's like it's good. It's I think it's I like it better than like Doctor Strange. I like it better than the Spider Man movies. I, agree with you, I yeah. like it. I like it better than I. Uh, the second and third Iron Man. I I, I like the first Iron Man a lot because it just sets the tone so well for it's this just whole so set cool. of movies. Yeah, it's really good. So so I mean uh, I mean I I would put it like pretty good. I would probably put it around you like eight pews. Like this is uh, this to me of the Marvel movies, and it might just be because I just saw it, and maybe after a couple weeks I'll be like ah oh, man, there's a lot of stuff I didn't like this. But for right now, like I genuinely enjoyed it throughout the whole movie. Like I, there's the only time I thought it kind of was dragging was when they they meet the mom at the at her little cottage. That was like kind of the only part that drugged me. But other than that, I think uh, it's paced well. It needs more Taskmaster in it. Um, but all in all, like I, I was I was pretty into this movie the whole time I was watching it, which is surprising because I I don't really I mostly watch the Marvel movies to get me ready for the next Avenger movie. Yeah. And this was a movie I watched and I just kind of enjoyed it in and of itself. So yeah, I I rate this one pretty well. Like this is I like this movie. I would definitely recommend. I think people should go see it. By this far, is a fun Marvel's movie. best standalone female yeah. movie. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, well, isn't the only other one Captain Marvel? Yeah, which sucks. Oh, this movie is so. way better than Captain <laughs> yeah, it's Marvel. It's like three times. This movie is way better than yeah. Captain Marvel. So, last question, real quick, before we finish up. I'm curious, do you guys think that this movie get, would get better or worse on rewatch? I feel like I am going to appreciate it more because so many of the jokes. I agree with you. I feel me. like I feel like I will uh, connect with. The, I will um, realize the jokes maybe a little bit more. I'll I'll be able to. Uh, listen to them better the more I watch it okay. like, and understand like why it's funny. Sure, yeah. Because yeah. they were all funny, but I just don't remember them all. Okay. And I feel like re-watching it will give, implant them more in my memory. Yeah, I think the humor is good enough and I think the action is good enough that I'll continue liking it. I think once I get to the third act, I'll, I'll roll my eyes every yeah. time. Uh, I think too I, many explosions. I think, that, I think that part <laughs> will get worse on rewatching, but I think that the first two acts are, I, I enjoyed it. So okay. I, I think that this movie will either stay the same to me or maybe get better i don't not much better but i don't think it'll i don't think i'll like look at it much worse okay yeah no it it the, the once <laughs> once I, th I think the i think the what was so refreshing was you just didn't i didn't expect that performance from florence Pugh. that part was really was really nice um but it's now gonna that you've be seen it. yeah now now the shine has been worn off and uh it's not gonna. You can't recapture that, and there are just so okay. many still dumb things. The number of concussive blasts that should have killed a person. <laughs> the number of like Iron Man shoots missiles out of his face. I bet yeah, Calvin doesn't just, like Iron Man either. It's like, that just also doesn't <laughs> really like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like it, it set the tone for like what all of this ended up being, and Robert Downey Jr. is just such a great actor for that yeah, character. I was like, okay, but, he's he's. He's good at Iron Man. He does I a good job at Iron Man. Yeah. yeah, but so 
He's a bad Doolittle, but he's a good Iron Man. He's a bad everything <laughs> else. But yeah, so that's so that's the thing is that I don't think this film is is going to, you know, if you watch this maybe once every five years, um, ten years, like those jokes will then be funny again because you've forgotten some of them. Um, but if I were to rewatch this within a year, it's definitely gonna have be less interesting. Okay. I will watch this ten times before twenty twenty. Yeah, this is uh, this isn't an immediate rewatch for me either. But mm-hmm. but I do think that I think that this one will hold up. I think there are other ones that I. Like Ragnarok, I think I liked it first, and then after seeing it again, I was like, eh, maybe I'll, I'll watch Ragnarok a million yeah. times. Too. I do not care for that movie. Uh, it's yeah, no, I think this one, I think this one does well, and I and I think I think the really thing I like about it the most is how kind of understated it is for the majority of it until it gets to the end, whereas like it seems like every other Marvel movie is just so over the top. Yeah, and I I really appreciate this movie for being relatively tame compared to like its compatriots, you know. Yeah. So that's why I think that this will remain kind of maybe one that I wouldn't mind seeing again every once in a while. I mean, I don't watch these movies all the time, but if I was going to rewatch one, this would make my list here in a little while. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to put it on tomorrow, but yeah, no, that was a good question. I, yeah. Yeah. I look forward to rewatching this with my wife eventually. So yeah. that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. 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 I look forward to rewatching this with my dog at some point. So. All right. We doing, what are we? I do. I do love that joy. That joke. Like, did you ever want kids? So like, I, I wanted want a, a dog. I want a dog. Yeah. And her dog is adorable at the end, dude. We doing a we doing what are we watching lately? Yeah, we can. Yeah. I haven't been watching anything. I'll go first. I I've had an overwhelming uh, work week, so I've been uh, playing a lot of computer games. I do a lot of RuneScape, so that's what I've been I've been scaping. Nice. That's all. Obviously, been watching Loki. We'll do that at a different point. Episode five out of six just came out. Um, I watched. Uh, I do not remember what it's called, but it's a it's a pop documentary on Netflix featuring T Pain. I, th- I only watched one episode because I love T Pain. But it's uh, talking about attitude and about how like everyone called him out for ruining music. But like, what are we? Wait, people do you know been... what this is called? Um, fuck. I, it's uh, it's called This Is Pop. All right. Uh, so basically, I watched episode two, which is the only one I care about, uh, because it features T Pain, who's like, I love T Pain. He makes fucking bangers, dude. And so it goes on about how uh, like Usher went on to like had a a stewardess like wake him up on the airplane to have him come back and talk to him and tell him like, hey, you fucking ruined music, because he used attitude. Okay. So technology is a tool, and for him to use it as an instrument to tune his pitch is not immoral or wrong in any means. It's necessary. also not his fault that people accepted it and liked it. Yeah, and like he didn't invent autotune, and autotune yeah. had been like they had been some form of use of it since the '60s to fix to fix pitches to make studio recording like way less intense and long. First he of just all, used it as yeah. an instrument, as an instrument, and that's kind of the basis of it. And like it goes on about how T Pain was like. And this mass depression because he thought that he like he had been told by everyone that like, you ruined music, and all he ever did was like use what they were using to lie to people to make art, right? And so like when you use something out of the box or abstract like that, like that's art. Like when he used it as a tool to make something artistic, like that's that he's doing the right thing, whereas opposed to all the other artists who were using it to lie, is the wrong thing. Right, auto tune or not, the man rhymed mansion with, with Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Yeah. and so he is an artist. And also, like, and like, so it then goes on the thing because he did the NPR Tiny Desk concert thing, which everyone was like, "Oh, T Pain can sing!" Like, what? Yeah, he actually is. Yeah, he yeah. And, they, and like, he was like, "It's like it kind of pissed me off because like it's cool that all these people respect me now." He's like, "But then it shows me like that no one fucking thought that I was like an actual artist before this." He's like, "Yeah, it's not just the plugin that made me like good." He's like, "I made the songs." He's like, "I wrote them." He's like. Everyone called me soft for making songs about like loving women and stuff like that. He's like, when everyone else was making gangster rap, he's like, and, and that's when. So he came in with nappy heads, 
And uh, he thought the only way he could ever make it as a black artist was doing gangster rap. And then he did his own thing, which was awesome. That's cool. And the documentary is really cool. You said it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then, um, as I mentioned earlier tonight, I uh, watched uh, A Marriage Story finally. um, And that is just so, so good. You know, can't get enough Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, Laura Dern. Right, yeah. Yeah, love it. Big Little Lies, Jurassic Park. Dude, Big Little Lies is really good. That's the one with uh, Reese Witherspoon? Yeah. yeah. Is it good? I've been Shailene Woodley's in it, too. So, yeah. like, I'm a huge Reese Witherspoon fan. Like, Legally Blonde's one of my favorite movies. I thought that was just going to be, like, sort of, like, chick drama. That show is really good. Yeah, yeah like a real Housewives type yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I was watching, I was like, holy shit, this is really good. Yeah, that was really good. But, yeah, I, uh, A Marriage Story is just, like, man, there's just, there's just so much there to unpack. So many, like, real-life dramas and... And different emotional ranges. It's, yeah, definitely check that one out. Yeah, that that movie definitely got me. You know, I mean, like my parents are divorced, and I think that's. I, I'm not saying I don't haven't emotionally accepted that or anything yet, but when I watched that, it had been years since I thought about my parents' divorce. I mean, it was when I was like kids, and I watched, it, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I was like, I'm I'm like 14 again, and my parents are fighting, and I was like, what is happening to me right now? It was it was, just it's an amazing performance by those two. Adam Driver, I think is so underrated because he, he he's done like really good movies and then I mean, all of a sudden he was Kylo put Ren. into that's what i'm saying all of a sudden now he's in star wars and now he's a big movie star and i think people don't realize that he did like a lot of small movies before that yeah and girls then, yeah uh he did one called like uh mr mr patterson peterson he's like a bus driver it's a pretty good little drama like i mean not a drama really it's just like sort of like kind of a just like a day-to-day life story like him and his wife and he's got like kind of a kooky wife and he's just like a bus driver and he has like cool interactions with people it's a neat little movie I haven't even heard of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. A marriage, marriage Story is great. I'm glad you brought that one up. That one's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched The Tomorrow War. Why? So, because it was like, <laughs> I had gotten off work, and I was uh, I was like, okay, well, I'll throw this on before I go to bed, and it is tonally the most off-the-wall movie I've ever seen in my life. Like, like in a bad way? Yeah. yeah. Very bad. Okay. <laughs> um, so, it's, I mean... The, the premise is like clearly it's a war movie like there's something serious at stake and like the world's the future of humanity is at stake and there will be like moments where it's like people are about to drop into a war zone and the next the camera will cut to someone like it basically sounds like they're monologuing for like a stand-up comedy like it is so out of place like they'll be like okay get ready to drop into the war zone and a guy will be like monologuing like joking about like the jacket he's wearing He's like, oh, the, I just, I, I didn't even get this from like an army navy surplus. This is from like, this is from uh, uh, Macy's. I, I can't go to war. Like, it, it's like a monologue. It's, it seems like something you would see in like a stand-up comedy. And then the next scene will be like this, like extremely gory, like something you'd see out of a horror movie, like bodies hanging from the ceiling, and like, and then it'll, and then it'll cut away again to like, it, it feels like someone just making these like really out of place jokes, like they don't realize the situation they're in, and they just like monologue. It is. It is tonally all over the place. I, it kind of worth watching if you want to see how to like never fucking put a movie together. It uh, is so bad. It is <laughs> awful. I mean, J.K. Simmons rocking that beard and that fucking prison workout body. Like, yeah. He looks dope and he's awesome. But other yeah. than that, the movie is 
garbage. So that, that sounds kind of like what I mentioned earlier, like undercutting a like serious action scene. It's with not a joke. even that. I mean, it's not even. It's not. It's 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 light years beyond anything Marvel has I done. Mean, it, like, sounds, it sounds like two different elements that didn't belong together in the first place. Almost like four different elements the, and existing in the same so, space. I think we talked in an earlier episode that it would be interesting to see like two directors given like a premise for a movie and then like see if they could like meld those two movies together. It's like that, but it's like Didn't it's work. like it's like it's like both the directors were given completely different premises and told to make the movie work together. It is it is all over the place. So like like the quirky like other scientist that goes back goes in the future with him. It's like he's funny, like don't get that wrong. But it's just so fucking it's weird. So out of place. Yeah. It's so out of and place. And like and like the CGI is cool. Like like I like the way aliens look and stuff. But there's like like the action scenes are fucking ridiculous. Like so it starts off with them like falling from the sky and like right. presenting this like action or whatever and like literally like what five minutes later like they come back in time so like, you don't even need to put that scene in the beginning yeah. like, there's no point it's in this. crazy like, like the movie is like so sloppily put together and there's like such ridiculous things like when he attacks the alien with the jet with the the uh snowmobile at the end or whatever yeah. like, Where, how'd you even there hop is, on that thing like, there is some extremely extremely like dis- disturbing like disgusting violence that is then followed up by like just a weird stand-up comedy session it is so odd. It's bad, yeah. dude. It's bad. I wouldn't. I would recommend this. I, I actually want Calvin to watch this just so he can fucking puke. No, it's like because because uh, <laughs> I think like all of your like film school like all your instincts and everything you've learned would just like have you just like it would make your body hurt. It would make your soul hurt. This movie is terrible. Like even Dom, like yeah. Dom was like like and he loves like and just put action in front of Stacey's gonna watch it and he was yeah. like. That movie was too much, dude. This, this movie, <laughs> this movie has no idea what it is. Yeah. It has no idea what it is. So it's really, all over the place. It's like it's like so like I watched it and like at first I was like that was hilarious. Just not not because of the jokes or anything like that. Because of like how bad it, it is. It doesn't quite. I don't think it quite hits the so bad it's good. No, 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 no. Parts no, no. of maybe, yeah. but that to me, that to me is an example of a movie that's a maybe a point five pew. Like that movie is fucking bad. I, I would uh, give it like it's. I would say it's Chris Pratt's worst movie. I agree with that. Yeah, easily. He, I mean, he's not bad in it, but the fact that the fact he's that he Chris chose, Pratt in it, he chose to be in a part of this. I is think that, like, so, I'm disappointed in him. <laughs> like, I mean, as far as like Beyond Guardians of the Galaxy, what other great movies has he been in? The new Jurassic World suck. He was in Jennifer's Body. Speaking of Jurassic World, we are. Da, 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 da. That's That's a wrong, jokes, wrong theme song. <laughs> song. You, you started on the right couple notes <laughs> and then finished the wrong phrase. You just kept building. <laughs> speaking of, yeah, so I think we're wrapped up with what are we watching lately, but uh, we just want to let all the fans know next week we're going to cover Jurassic Park. It's going to be a part of our favorite series. This one is McKinnon's favorite. Mosquito. It's my favorite. And Which so is crazy because his nickname is Mosquito and yeah. like the whole premise of oh the my God. is based on a mosquito. They play oh such gosh. a big role in this. <laughs> so yeah, uh, tune in to that one next week. I hope you enjoyed our review of Black Widow and then our kind of, uh, kind of we I thought we got a good discussion, a little overview yeah, of kind of our impressions of, of, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole. I think it's... Yeah. Yeah, there's a little I, I could dive way yeah. deeper than that. There's a little shark archetype. There's a little this, a yeah. little that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to... It's <laughs> so hard to... So important. It's hard to talk about these movies without taking into context like kind of the bigger universe. It's impossible of, so to because you yeah. have to have that context it's to the only this. It's the only like media like that. Yeah. So we have it's to. Like, these movies are not well, in a vacuum. It'd be like watching like season six of the office without watching anything else prior to that like yeah. you don't uh, fucking have any idea what's going on yeah, exactly so yeah. yeah so yeah so i don't mind that we we kind of uh 
kind of had went on a, a bit of a tangent I there. Think I think it's always going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so please join us next week. We're going to talk about Jurassic Park. If you want to kind of watch that beforehand, that way you can listen to our uh, our comments on it and our thoughts on it. Uh, with that, I think we're wrapping up. Uh, I'm your host Connor. I have my co-host Jaden. Let's go. And our producer McKinnon. What's up? And former guest Calvin. Thanks for bringing me back. And you've been listening to Now This Is Podcasting. Yee-hee. All right, thank you for listening. <laughs>